how fucking five I'm right here. There is no need. Hello. You're right there, and we are live right now. God damn it. Dude. Oh, oh! I can never think of such a good segue, man. Like, the fact that we finally solve this issue or i guess you solve this issue because i mean i wasn't fucking there to help you out for sure don't even worry about it all we're gonna worry about is rolling this fucking intro this goddamn intro every time good morning transcending history and the world a tale of souls and swords eternally retold welcome to the new stage of history You cannot escape from death. Welcome back to the Podverse. I don't know what clever pun I can use to talk about that film. Uh, I'm Into Adam. the Podverse. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> I'm Joe. Hi, Adam. Hi. Oh my God, everything works now. It yeah, it's actually works. a relief. Listeners, it listen, we works. have been fucking experiencing issues with OBS for the past fucking, I don't even know how long. Maybe it's been since we came back. I don't know. All I know is I fucking fixed it through a miracle of luck. I'm an idiot savant. Okay, that's what <laughs> I am. I have a fucking very low intelligence stat, all right, which means that I can just have a very high luck stat, all right, so... Dude, that's so, so overpowered. Absolutely. Fucking broken. (laughs) I have high charisma and high luck. Very low intelligence. How you been, buddy? My lord. Dude, I have been, I have been up to quite a lot. Yeah, same. uh, Since we last recorded. But, you know, we can talk about that here in a bit. No, I've been, you know, just... Going through a lot of uh, a lot of games that I haven't really touched in quite a while. Like, uh, I guess the most recent example is Fantasy Star Online, like the one that released all the way back on the fucking Dreamcast wow. and hey, GameCube. Like, holy base, all that, all holy that time based. ago. <laughs> like, I don't have that many memories of playing the game. Like, my older brothers had a GameCube and they had the game. Um, and the most that I remember of that game is just kind of like watching them play through it, seeing how like they would go to like the main. I've heard, I don't even remember, but it's like the name of the main city. Um, and, you know, just seeing them interact with, like, all the NPCs or whatever. So I never, like, actually played the game or uh, have seen much on it up until this point. And, like, I only recently uh, created an account for, like, a private server that they have. I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's, like, Ephinia or something like that. I don't know if it's, like, a, a callback to a Final... Not a Final... Whoa, whoa not Final Fantasy. Whoa, whoa. A fantasy star online thing i don't really know but yeah like that's a thing so i'm gonna go check that out because like i i saw this youtube video like, this whole thing came from a youtube video that was like a retrospective kind of piece on the game seeing like you know how it kind of um set the standard for what online rpgs are since i i i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that this is the first online rpg on any uh consoles 
Um, so you know that inspired me to look back because this is this is this is a little bit before my time. So I just want to you know see how it was, check it out, and you know uh, we'll report back on that uh, next week for sure. Okay. Um, but I mean, other than that, um, you know, the new Savage tier started for uh, Final Fantasy fourteen a little bit ago, two weeks ago at this point, last Tuesday. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, the first fight, P9S, uh, it's, you know, it's fine. Um, uh, I've gone into this tier playing healer. I am, you know, I was a gunbreaker, was a tank in the last tier. Um, but now I kind of got a little bit uh, tired, I guess. I wanted something new. I wanted, uh, you know, to see what it would be like to play a different role. So... You know, we did some switching around in my group, and I'm now playing healer. I'm playing astrologian, um, and it's it's a it's a it's a lot. Like it's really overwhelming. Uh, like I know that I have definitely caused, uh, or I guess caused my co healer some headaches because I am you know still learning the role. I am still not that great. Um, I saved all this, but then like I somehow end up getting like uh, 97 parts or something on the fight because, uh, you know, because like I care about, you know, being good at the game and doing good numbers. So like I put my I put my logs, my kills on the funny FF logs page and oh, oh my God, I did really good. Oh, my God, I'm such a good healer. But like I know that even though like, you know, I did well and it's. It's it's kind of a thing where it's like my static members bring it up and it's like, okay, well, you know, having a good parse doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I'm good at the job because, like, there's still a lot that I don't really understand about healing. Um, P9S has definitely helped. The fight kind of sets the groundwork for what to expect. Um, it's been a lot of fun uh, learning, especially these new fights as healer. Um, knowing... Uh, what I have to keep track of, you know, on Astrologian, you have like your earthly star that does damage and also heals all your allies within like a certain uh, radius. Um, you have your cards that you play to your teammates so you can buff their damage. You have your minor arcana, which can either do damage or heal your allies. You have a bunch of tools to your disposal as Astrologian. And I find that really fun. Um, no other healer uh, to me. And I've talked about this before, but like, you know, I'll say it again. No other healer has really um, been able to catch my attention like Astrologian has. So taking it into this new raid tier and learning these new fights, seeing what I have to, you know, prioritize as a healer um, has been a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> I've talked about like, you know, the actual experience of playing a healer, but I haven't really talked about much of the fights. So, uh, you know, P9S, like I said, it's fine. Like, it's a fun fight. Um there's this particular mechanic where um like he like telegraphs either an in or out and like i fucking suck at reading that for some reason i don't know what is wrong with me but <laughs> but uh besides that the fight is pretty easy there's not much that you have to worry about there's a mechanic that for some reason a lot of people um don't understand it's called it's like Levin strike whatever i don't even remember the whole name but everyone calls it limit cup because i mean that's just what it is um you have like 
towers and AOEs that you have to prioritize depending on what you have. So like if you have a limit cut number, you have to take the towers and, you know, make sure that you're away from the party. And then if you don't have anything, you have to watch out for a big blue uh, AOE that's going to fall on you. So it's like, it's a lot of personal responsibility. And like, you know, if you suck at that, then maybe that's not, maybe you're going to have a rough time with that. And I mean, I did have a, I, I, I did struggle with it for a little bit too. It took me like three or four attempts at seeing the mechanic to understand it. But, you know, it's week two and people are still kind of like <laughs> struggling with it. Not to call out anyone in my static because we do that mechanic perfectly fine. But whenever I go into Party Finder, like I went into Party Finder last week because unfortunately our static didn't clear uh, week one. Um, I went into Party Finder to get my kill for P9S with my co-healer and it was <laughs> it was it was hell i mean having groups be listed for like limit cut two prog but then not even be able to get past the first limit cut um is not fun and yeah there is a second limit cut but it's not handled the exact same way there's like uh you just have to worry about moving to the right spot with your aoe it's in like even it's like a dollar store fucking limit cut. It doesn't even fucking might as well not even be in the fight. Might as well not even be a mechanic. Like it's so easy. But then again, also people still fuck it up in Party Finder, which just tells you don't fucking go into Party Finder, bruh. Like do not, do not, whatever under any circumstance, uh, do not go into Party Finder. That shit is not fun. Let me tell you that. Um, but you know. Other than that, other than, you know, PF's uh, incompetence at times, which, I mean, I also am, uh, so, you know, uh, <laughs> it falls, also falls on me. I do terrorize some parties, but uh, other than PF being PF and, uh, you know, the inability to read numbers, uh, the fight is fine. Um, there's not really any part so far um that i've noticed that i'm kind of like struggling i the only times that i'm struggling is uh like i find myself struggling is when something goes wrong like someone takes damage that they didn't need to or they slid in an aoe or like whatever and people are dead or it's something new that i don't know how to heal and i feel like once that um once that kind of like, uh, I guess once I learn how to properly heal the fights, I should say, because like I, I'm struggling for some reason, but once I learn how to properly heal these fights, I'm sure that it's going to be a little bit more boring. But as it stands, learning new stuff and finding out what in my kit I have to use is really fun. And after, you know, we cleared P9 this week because, uh, you know, we cleared it on the first day, thankfully. Um, we went into P10, and P10 is also really fun. I think I find it more enjoyable than uh, P9, but I'm not really sure yet because it's our first week, and it's like the second day that we have. I don't really count the Tuesday, the first day that we went in because we we weren't really like studied up. So, you know, it's the second day, but so far I like the fight uh, a little bit more than P9. Um, and I'm not even going to lie. I had to give up the Astro because... Finding out what to use on Astro 
uh, in P10 is That's just. True. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. I, I, I had to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, bro. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that was funny. That was funny. That got, that me up That was funny, bro. I'm telling. If I played Final Fantasy 14, I'd make that joke every time. So, Dude, yeah, anytime you see an Astro, it's just like Astro. Astro. I tried to show. I tried to show. <laughs> Dude, that song is. Like 2019 or 2018, something like that. 2018. That shit's old as fuck. Oh my god. This still point. a banger song, though. It got over fucking. Like, it's still, really it still goes hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, I forgot what I was even going to say. That you were talking about P9 and your Astro and all that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I had to give up Astrologian because it was just miserable playing that job in p10 because there's a certain uh point in the fight where um how do i even explain so there's like some debuffs that go out to make it so um like there are either like uh (laughs) it's like trying to explain someone uh this is something trying to explain all this to someone that doesn't play 14 is kind of hard but like you have like uh like AoEs that you put out and you have to either spread or stack for them. And um, you know, when that's gonna happen, you also have another mechanic right before it where the party has to line up and two people that have like a little like mark over their head move out so they don't like cleave the party with their lasers and like it's like a lot of fucking it's a lot of healing, it's a lot of movement, and it's a lot of um adjusting that i have to do on astrologian that just makes it fucking miserable like (laughs) it's just like uh it's just way too much for me like i am not nearly as good as other people at playing healer and it's just like it's just too much like having played white mage during that i don't think i'm gonna take astro i I don't think i'm gonna take astrologian into p10 at least because you know i already have everything planned out for for p9 i know what i'm gonna use i know like where everything needs to go what uh when cards are being played like i know the intricacies of my job in p9 uh but for p10 it's just not no it's just it's just way too much you're asking for way too much for astro during that bruh Especially considering that, like, when you have to move, you're, um, uh, you have like a buff that lets you just instant cast any of your spells, given that they're 2.5 seconds or lower, which is every single spell outside of your, uh, res. Um, that's going to run out like halfway through you running to your spot. So you're going to lose uptime. So you're going to have to, like, oh, well, I'm doing nothing. I'm just going to, like, run over here and do absolutely nothing it's just uh it, it sucks it just it just is way too much to worry about so i gave up on playing white mage i'm having a lot of fun it's been actually kind of easier on white mage but then again that's because white mage is just an easier job it is meant to be like the introduction or the beginner job to healing um and it shows because its heals are very strong it's very good and people meme on the class people like trash on it saying like oh it's a it's a baby's first job (laughs) like kind of deal where you know it has so many 
It has so many good spells and has so many uh like so much utility that it's just it's just like yeah it's it, it covers all your bases and it works. Um but yeah, um P10 on White Mage has been fun. Not so much fun on Astro, so I'm gonna give it up for now. Don't don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Don't do it this time, bro. <laughs> I'm not. I already did I it. I already you. burned it out. I already burned it out. All right. I already burned it out. Um the joke already ran its uh, course. It was really funny. It's gonna be really funny when I listen to it like again, but of course. <laughs> um the yeah, the new tier has been cool. It's been a lot of fun. I haven't seen anything on um, P11 or P12, either phase one or phase two of that of, of that fight. Um, and I think I'm going to keep it that way because so far I'm really liking this tier. I'm liking it a lot more than the last tier because last tier, even as a tank, when you know I might not have the same experience as I did, um, you know, during that tier. But it's already Damn, a lot dude, more Damn, dude, can fun. you be any fucking louder going down my street? I'm recording a fucking podcast here. <laughs> hey, I'm recording it. Why did you got that going that's why on? I, that's why I had the little Italian accent at the end. I realized what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to hear that just big fucking rumble. Even though I'm going to fucking filter it and denoise it, there's going to be just like, why is there a giant fucking rumble? Oh, it's because some fucking cunt rolled down my street. You know, and felt the need to rev his loud engine. You have a small cock. Sorry. (laughs) I wonder what he's compensating for. I wonder. Me and my I have my brother's gotten to the point where every time we see somebody with like a loud car, we stick our fucking hands out the window and do like the little penis sign. (laughs) Yeah, this is a little so cute. I could cuddle with it. Oh. That's wild. I would kill myself if I were that's that's wild. Jesus Christ. That point is on life. No, no really. don't worry. The bigger ones hurt anyway. I don't know. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm going to die. Anyway. No. No. Um, yeah, I don't think I have much else to say in that regard of uh, 14, though. It's just, no, having a lot of fun with this new tier. It's already better than the last one, even though I'm only two fights in. I already like it a lot more. Uh, P5 and P6, not that they were bad fights, but they were just not nearly as fun as uh, these P9 and P10 fights. So, um, other than 14 and checking out what's been going on with uh, original PSO, um, I've been playing some more Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's more Deep Rock Galactic. I don't really know, like... What else to say that I haven't already mentioned about the game? But it's a fantastic uh, co-op shooter game that I would recommend to absolutely anybody. Um, I've already sung that game's praises enough, but um, you know, picking it up again, playing it, and you know, now that I'm actually, I've put in like a good few hours uh, over the last. A few weeks and I'm slowly progressing more and more towards like I guess what is considered the end game and I already liked the game before but the fact that they have like actual meaningful progression and uh, you know just uh, fun activities to do 
Um, it's really nice because it's not like, thankfully, it's not like every other fucking live service game out right now that has a, a, any PvE elements where it's like, oh, uh, this weapon is 2.7% stronger than the other one and also has a perk that you don't have on the other one. So it's automatically better. And it's, you know, you have to grind and grind and grind for this one. Everything in Deep Rock is purely cosmetic. Um, outside of like the weapon upgrades that you can get, which are weapon overclocks, which are just, you know, obtainable from playing the game, thankfully. And you can craft them, you can find them. It's, it's, it, the game is really generous in that way. It's <laughs> thankfully not a fucking like looter shooter. Uh, shit, we fucking hate I'm those. I'm tired of it, bro. Yeah, you know, I got, you know, I, you, we mentioned the fucking Destiny 2 DLC a little while ago. Yeah, and I haven't even week? played the Two game since. Yeah, yeah, I haven't played the game since. I, last time I played it was... Thank God. <laughs> I'm healing. You relapse, uh, <laughs> but you're on the road to recovery right now, okay? Yeah. Pretty yeah, soon there will, uh, I hope there won't be a Destiny 2 revival. A video game not. to be murdered by. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, dude. Gen Z's trying to what? Sorry. Oh, God. This is three <laughs> reference. Gen Z's trying to what? <laughs> I haven't heard that full don't, thing, and don't, I really don't, don't, don't want oh, to. Oh, God, either. don't. I really don't, don't want just, to. Just, like, don't. I saw it, and I avoided it like the fucking plague, bro. Uh, it's like an image I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thankful that I haven't fucking corrupted my my ears with that shit. I really don't need. I I've I already see so much bullshit on the internet, especially with like all this uh with all these political um and all, all these political trends over the last few days. I mean, I I'm sure I don't even need to mention like the whole fucking uh, Call of Duty Nick Merck's operator. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Thing. We're gonna talk well, about that. Like, uh, like literally, before the, the, while you were talking, I saw the perfect mm-hmm. tweet that was like the um the people who said that you wouldn't survive a Modern Warfare Two lobby cannot survive Nick Merck's operator bundle getting fucking removed, <laughs> and that is fucking perfect. That actually sums it up so well. Banger after banger. Like, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> It's so Perfect. good. Oh, yeah. He did. The, he said the funny. He said the funny. Uh, no, but like, really, uh, it's like the internet puts me enough through enough bullshit. I don't need to see the rest of that video. And no, uh, there's literally no debating the complaining about that shit are fucking delusional, by the way. I hey, can't believe that. Hey, shit, listen man. up, listeners. I don't know if this is like a new concept to you guys or nothing, but like. Freedom of speech is not equal freedom of consequences. So, you know, uh, in America, <laughs> yeah. you have the freedom to be fucking stupid, you know, but uh, you can get clapped for that. So uh, nope. Nick Merckx got clapped for that. So go fuck yourself, Rip Bozo. Wasn't going to buy your stupid ass operator bundle anyway, bitch. Yep. Too busy playing as the Shredder from TMNT. All right, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. I forgot that they added that. You told me. <laughs> yeah, that shit's actually uh, kind of dope. All right, listen, I'm sorry. Nah, nah, nowhere. Who'd have thunk it? No. Um, yeah, other than that, though, that's basically what I've been up to over the Except last Except for one last know, thing that weeks. you did with me two weeks ago. True, true. That we're we going to talk about that together. segue ever, but where can the people find you? Yeah. 
you know, if you want to know what I'm up to, want to see what I'm talking about, what's being discussed, what's going on, you can follow me over on Twitter. That's at twitter.com slash Kazanerdi. That is twitter.com slash K-A-Z-A-N-E-R-D-I. But to move along into the next topic, uh, wow, Halo 3 ODST, ODST. Oh my is God. a fantastic video game. Oh my like, God. Anyone who ever doubts this game has just it just has like extremely bad taste. I'm You're sorry. You're fucking like, stupid if you don't like ODST. <laughs> ODST is fucking peak. Fucking peak. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, listeners, listen. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Okay, there's a, been a bunch of Halo games that have been in my blind spot. I've only ever really truly played the campaigns of three of them: three, four, and Reach. That's it. And that was like. Over a decade ago. So I basically remember nothing about these games. Mm. I've yeah. never played Halo 3 ODST until a couple weeks ago. I had never played Halo Combat Evolved or Halo 2 or Halo 5. I've never played the campaign for Infinite, and that's going to change very soon. But out of quite literally, you know, the recording of the last episode, we decided, Joe and I, to play through Halo 3 ODST. Mm-hmm. And ODST is so fucking good. It's fucking literally phenomenal. everything about it is a banger. The setting, mm-hmm. banger. The music, oh my the music, god, the music, dude. Oh, oh my god. This listeners, you gotta understand this. This nigga Joe had the music turned off, and then they they turned the music on. Yeah, I turned it on after yeah. I mentioned how good the <laughs> piano was. And then for the rest of the game, every once in a while, they'd be like, yo, this music is kind of pop. And I'd be like, I know <laughs> this shit is hot. It's good, man. I mean, for being, uh, you know, for being what it is, it's supposed to be just like a little side game. Like, yeah, it it, it is important to like the story and like the canon of Halo. But like, yeah, it's supposed to be a little like side game that, you know, you know, it's it, it's there, you know, it's just, you know, you can enjoy it if you want. I mean, it's reflected in the price. It's like half of every other Halo game. Right. Um, but like for what it is, it's such a good fucking it's game. So it good. Is, it has no right to be that quality. You listeners, I don't if you've never played ODST, it is almost impossible for me to describe just how badass it felt to hold out on top of the new Mombasa PD headquarters. Yes. Like, oh my god. That shit felt so good. And like, the whole time we were playing, I didn't realize just how much I liked the story until the very end when the rest of your squad shows up. I was like, oh my god, they're fucking here. They're fucking here. Like, 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 Joe can attest, I actually low-key popped for that. Like, that was so fucking Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god. ODST is like, is essentially like, yo, what if we put the fucking cast of Firefly into Halo? And it's like, actually really fucking good. Like, oh my god, all the characters are really well fucking written. Like, even the protagonist. Okay, let me let me provide mm-hmm. you guys some context, okay? So, ODST is like an old-ass game, so I'm not going to be afraid to spoil this, right? But, like, after we played it, right, I went, and because we didn't record an episode last week, I had a lot of free time. So, I went yeah, and yeah. I read this book. Let me get the name okay. of it. Wait, is it a Halo book? It is, yes. Okay. We get this book. Make sure this is the right one. 
Because there's a lot. You'd have to. Hmm. I've only read like a single Halo book, and I don't remember the name, but it has like a green cover. It's called Halo New Blood. All right. And it is a sequel to ODST. Right. Okay. And like I I didn't realize just how much I loved the cast of ODST. Even though I popped to the ending, I didn't realize just how much I loved the cast of ODST until I read this book. Because mm-hmm. spoilers for the book, right? Which if you don't want to hear the spoilers, you should go and skip this part. But like there comes a part where uh the ODST team that from the game is deployed to stop like a terrorist threat. You know what I mean? And this part's still right, from the yeah. perspective of um of Gunny, right? Of Buck, right? And, you know, given the fact that, that, that Buck has like this like black and white worldview, you know, uh, or at least that he held one during the human covenant war that like, you know, the covenant are an easy enemy to shoot at because they're not people. He doesn't give a fuck about their motivations. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Now that his team has been deployed to fight actual terrorists, he has like a, like a, like a sort of like a crisis of conscience, right? And there comes a part where um, the team minus the rookie are having like a standoff with the fucking the terrorists right and the leader of the terrorists has a gun to the back of the rookie's head all right mm-hmm. and because and because you know buck is having this crisis of conscience he chooses not to fucking shoot he's like you know what fuck this we're done oh no but okay. the rookie in one last attempt to be a hero tries to fucking you know turn the tables and gets killed oh and like like i like you know that feeling when like you find out something shocking and like you just freeze up for a second yeah like when they say like your blood runs cold mine did i like i i stopped like reading for a second and i just like sat there (sighs) no and like the like like I I like I I started like Loki tearing up, dog, because like I didn't realize just how much I loved that team. I didn't realize just how much that adventure that we had affected me. I didn't realize it, dude. That's so sad. And like I was I was and like before the rookie died, he shared one last look with Buck, and I I swear to God, I was I was crying, dog. I didn't realize just how much I loved ODST <laughs> until I read the sequel. It didn't hit me just how fucking great that game was until I'd read the sequel. And I had read it after I'd played Halo, played through Halo CE and Halo 2. All right. So like, mm-hmm. like the whole battle of Earth that was like focused in that's the, the the drop into New Mombasa, like that like sticks in my head because I got to see the entire thing so much. You know, <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. that lonely night on the streets of New Mombasa that I spent with my buddy, I didn't realize <laughs> just how much it mattered until it, I couldn't experience another adventure with that group again. Aww. Like I, 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 I can't even describe just how much like my body felt like it, like I lost control over it. You know what I mean? Like it felt weird. For like a solid ten minutes, I didn't even feel like I was alive. Like that, like like that is how much I I love that. It game. really damn. It really fucked. It really with me. hit you. It one. really fucked with me. I like I felt so fucking bad. Like it was like oh my fucking god, what just happened? And that's like what <laughs> Buck is thinking because it was the fucking rookie, he was the youngest member of the team. He was just a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
Like, oh man, like it's, it's got like me fresh blood. Yeah. It's got me so excited to f- keep going through these games and to see Buck pop up again in Halo Five because I really want to know what that guy's doing right now. Mm. You know, is that his uh, last appearance? I think so. I think so. I don't I know see. if he appears in Infinite or not, but I know he was in Halo Five. I think I saw him in like one of the trailers for it back in the day. Oh, okay. I was like, I think I remember <clears> that guy. I think I saw him once, and it was an ODST. So yeah. Yeah, but you're going to sit through the rest of Halo 5 just to see what he's up to? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I have fall, I've I thoroughly am, uh, fallen in love with the series. You. Playing through these three games, I have really developed a love for Halo that I didn't know existed, right? I've always been more of a Call of Duty guy, and that's still true even, even after I've played through these two games that I think are fucking incredible. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I played through on the original graphics, mind you. Um, of course i mean yeah that's it's no i mean like i played for like a legit reason because like i i like for like a a little bit of like the starting point for like the first couple levels of halo ce i kept switching between them you know Mm. but once i got aboard the truth and reconciliation and i saw the difference between like how it looked in the original versus how it looked in the modern graphics i had to stay with the original you know because yeah like the art direction for that game is so fucking good oh my god it's Mm -hmm. incredible it is fucking stunning how everything looks distinct and with halo too it's so it's the line the the like the um i i wouldn't say like it's more of a toss-up which one i prefer but i definitely prefer the original graphics specifically because of the sound like the original soundtrack i think is way better because like i would at at, at, like the start of every level i would switch just to see what it looked like you know what i mean yeah but like a bunch of the sound effects changed like the sound for the energy sword like that like like that chord, like pop, yeah. That like poppy sound yeah. is replaced with like just like a. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of fucking stupid. That doesn't go as hard. Get that bullshit out of here. All right, but <laughs> I I think I massively prefer Halo Two. Right, like it just it mm-hmm. it captivated me so infinitely much more because Halo One is at its best when it lets you just go and run wild. You know what I mean? Like the best levels in the game yeah. are obviously like the silent cartographer, uh, Halo. And some parts of assault on the control room, the parts where you're in like a vehicle with your other Marines, like those, that's like the, that's when Halo one is at its mm. peak when it just lets you run free. You know what I mean? I do agree. And the yeah. parts when it is fucking terrible are the parts where it constricts you to like tiny spaces and they all look the same library. Um, <laughs> so much backtracking too, but you know. it's, it all looks the fucking same. God forbid you lose guilty spark. <laughs> God fucking forbid you lose guilty sparks location. Um, what sorry, it's just that like I was, I was just letting you. I was just I gotta, t- you, I gotta text you message from my go. mother, and like I had to stop and read that because you know I gotta attend to that. I'm cutting that out though. Yeah, um, yeah. What is it? What was I gonna say? Um, but Halo Two though. So I I can't even describe just how good that game was. There are a bunch of parts of it that I think are fucking terrible. Like most of the Arbiter missions fucking suck. Um, oh, come on, really? No, I'm not. Don't sit here and tell me that the Oracle or fucking Sacred Icon or Uprising are like really good level. They're not. All right. They're fucking not. If I had to rank all levels in Halo 2, most of the Arbiter missions would be at the back half. All right. Like, be real. They're not great levels. They were were cool and they were fun. That's like they were cool and there were parts of them that were good. I will give them that. I will give them this. All right. There was one level. I forget which one it was, 
where like at the start you like infiltrate this point and you run into uh, like a, a a couple grunts and a jackal and the grunt is like arbiter our yeah where they're like yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know which point you're talking about yeah that yeah, yeah. That, uh, that started me like not hating the grunts because i used to take like a lot of pleasure <laughs> in killing the grunts in halo yeah and parts yeah. of parts of two but like after that i kind of like like stopped like hating them so much and it wasn't until like later in the game when you're again playing as the arbiter i think it's on uprising i think maybe um yeah maybe it is where like there's like this hallway where you run into a single grunt and like he obviously because he's like an ally he beats up with you you know what i mean and like we mm-hmm. walked down this hallway and into this room and i saw four fucking um brutes i think um at the top of this room like there's like there's like a staircase you know what I mean? And the brutes are at the top. There's like a plasma cannon up there. So the grunt hadn't caught up to me yet. So I hit my shields and I pull out my energy sword. All right. And I go up behind the guy on the turret. Bam. The grunt runs in and he runs for cover, right? Because they start shooting at him. Hit the other guy. Bam. Turn around. Hit another guy. Bam. But then I turn around and the fourth grunt already is landing on the floor and he's running straight for the grunt. And I'm like, no! <laughs> my little buddy! And I fucking jump down in midair, get the fucking sword lock, and just boom! And I saved the grunt's life. And I was like, okay. Dude, maybe I yeah, don't hate these about, little baby. shits. Maybe I don't hate these little shits. All right? <laughs> but, okay. But, like, Halo 2 is just genuinely one of the most engrossing, like, sci-fi game stories I've ever been a part of. All right? Even though Master Chief only has, like, nine voice lines in that whole game, every single one of them are fucking bangers. Like, mm-hmm. tell that to the Covenant. Or like, <laughs> uh, yes, sir. I need a weapon. And then I'm going to be starting on fucking Sergeant Johnson, bro. Like, Doug, I know what the ladies like. Like, Doug, what a fuck. <laughs> what a banger voice he's line, bro. Such a good, he's such a good character. In these so games, good. Man. Every single, like, Genuinely uh, the highlight. I went back and I rewatched, like, because, like, a bunch of the cutscenes changed between the difficulties. Because I played on Heroic, you know. My first time playing, mm-hmm. I needed a little bit of a challenge. You know, so I went back and I listened to all of the, like the, the changes in the cutscenes, and like every single line that guy had was a banger. Like that's like crazy. <laughs> How do you not miss once with with a character like that, bro? Dude, like, he's Sergeant Fucking Johnson. I know. Never- it's wild. Yes, hello. Also, <laughs> I know how the story ends. I know how this this character's story ends, but like waifu acquired Miranda Keys. <laughs> listen, guys. I, uh, I, 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 I did see that, unfortunately. The classic <laughs> graphics version of Miranda Keys. Let me take you on a date, Ma. Let me t- what's going on? <laughs> what's your number? Do I got to cryogenically freeze myself to pop up in the future to holla at you, Ma? <laughs> Turn off them anniversary graphics. Get that shit turned off, all right? I hope Dr. Halsey knows I'm about to knock keys. down her and her daughter, bro. I'm about, to, I'm about <laughs> to do it. Damn. Certified baby. Cool. Need, need. Need. No, need. Well, no, absolutely would. Yeah. Like, genuinely, <laughs> though, that, like, Halo 2 is just fucking incredible. Like, the feeling that I got go, landing in outskirts and getting in the Warthog and keeping my Marines alive for that entire mission was like genuinely one of the most rewarding feelings I've ever gotten. Fuck the sniper jackals though. Fuck those Dude. guys. Dude. 
What the if fuck? If you haven't played on Legendary, <laughs> I don't yet, even want to fucking know. So much. I, worse I've, I've heard, them. but like, do I even want to fucking find out? No, no, you don't. They Have are, you beaten they, that they game are on Legendary? Genuinely bullshit. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> he said, like, I love I, I got to like. I got to like uh, what's the fucking fourth mission where like you're making your way through the city. There's there's uh, I, I there's think, outskirts in Metropolis. I'm pretty sure, right? Um, it's like it's like the burnt down building. I, I forget exactly which mission it is, but like I got to that point. It's pretty early on. I got to that point and uh, literally just one shot. If I turn the corner, I said, "No, I'm not doing this." Yeah, right. So getting no. one shot Since by sniper point, jackals. No. All right, that should. Stupid. Yeah, no. I don't know who who the fuck at Bungie looked at these uh, like damage passes and said, "Yeah, you know what? For, yeah, launch it." Yeah, it's, it's got to be Metropolis Drop because it. the first three levels are uh, there's Cairo Station, outskirts of Metropolis. Then level four is the Arbiter, or it's got to be um, not You're the right. Arbiter, um, yeah. It's, it's um, the the Great Journey, I think it's called. Right? No, that's the last level. No, whatever. Goddamn it! I'm pretty sure the level is just called the Arbiter. Yeah, it's the fourth mission. God damn it. That fucking level It's been a minute since I played the game. Yeah. I literally played this like last week. So God damn it. <laughs> but like seriously though, holy shit. That moment in um and I think it's it's gotta be outskirts because like I I got the trophy for playing all of Metropolis without getting in a vehicle. It's gotta be outskirts. Mm-hmm. But that moment where like the where the where the tank drops and you go down the bridge and they're playing the theme song while you're shooting down the banshees. That yes, shit was dude. as soon as I got to that point, I was like, okay, this game is absolutely way better than the first one. Like, no bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. Like it's like, oh my god, I finally get legitimately it. Legitimately one of the most incredible moments I've ever had the fucking pleasure of sitting through. That was so <laughs> fucking good. Oh my god. Like, words cannot describe just how fucking much I love Halo 2. That game is so fucking good. It's it's unbelievable. I do you finally fucking get it? Adam? Now I get it. Now I'm gonna play you through Halo Three. Get it? Hopefully with you, and yes, we can fucking absolutely. and we can fucking see just how fucking mm-hmm. good the finale is. Because it's been over ten years since I played that game, and I don't remember anything about it. I remember more about Halo Reach and Halo Four than I do about Halo Three. Like that's how long it's been. Fair enough. Yeah. And I barely remember anything about Halo Reach and Halo 4. So all I can oh. remember from Reach is like uh, the fact that everybody dies and uh, we've yeah. been in game. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. And then from 4, I just remember some guy called the Didact. Uh, and I, I remember playing. I remember like the ending where there was like a bomb involved or something. Because like I, pl- I only played through Halo, Halo 4 once. And that was like over a decade ago with my buddy just on a random night because he was over at my house. Like, oh, yeah, we yeah, ran through the like, whole game just in one sitting. Like, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's yeah, just because you can. I mean, it's fun. I spent Focus. most of my time with Halo 4 playing SWAT. All right. With the fucking SWAT. Uh, that's SWAT. absolutely based. Yeah. BMRs and like B, uh, DMRs best. and BRs only. That shit was hot. Yep. Right. Niggas best will hate on Halo 4 for, uh, like, for having like doo doo multiplayer, but like SWAT on that game was super fun. I don't give a fuck. No, you're right. I agree. And I used to be on the forge a lot back in the day, so. Oh, you were you? Uh, you ever like used to make a lot of maps on forge? I never used anything? to publish them. I used to play them with my friends, though. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I never did anything like that. I don't even know if they've added the forge to infinite yet. I'm pretty sure they have, right? No, they have. Um, I'm pretty sure I looked yeah, at the forge catalog. I think catalog. it's like in beta I, right now. I'm pretty sure, like I, I'm pretty sure they have because I remember looking up like if they had dust two on the forge. 
Does too. <laughs> That's the first map I always play whenever I down whenever I get a new Halo and like get on the forge is like look for dust. Dust two. Because I know I'm I'm pretty sure I played through Dust Two on um Halo Four like once. You know. That's actually sick. What? <laughs> you like what what's the maps? You look for dust two, you look for shipment and vacant uh and gridlock. Those are from three different games. Gears that's a that's Counter Strike. And Call of Duty Four and Gears of War, respectively. So <clears throat> that's that's always levels I look out for. Whenever I get a new like game that has like a map editor, is those four games? Is those four maps? Those, maps those are in- four incredible maps. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Call of Duty, they're bringing Showdown from Call of Duty Four back for the new season of Modern Warfare Two, which is nice. Oh, I know okay. a lot of a lot yeah, of uh, Modern cool. Warfare Two players are like complaining because they're not putting more maps from like the original Modern Warfare Two in. But I don't give a fuck. I think Call of Duty Four has better maps mm-hmm. anyway. Fuck you. All right. Showdown's a good map though. So like, why are people complaining? Right. Can we get Afghan? No. No. We need Terminal Absolutely. though. Terminal is still a kind of an ugly uh, exclusion. Terminal should be in every Call of Duty, uh, in, every, in every Modern Warfare game. Should be in every yeah, game. in every Infinity Ward game. Fuck it. Yeah, every Infinity Ward game needs to have Terminal the same way every Treyarch game has Nuketown. Like that's <laughs> that's actually a good. You know, they kind of did for a while though, didn't they? Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure uh, um, Terminal was in uh, 2019. Yeah, but it's not so, in like, this. They had that going for a while. They just said, "Oh, we don't want to do that anymore." Yeah. So we, we need more classic maps. Those are the only maps that I would if like like you know how big these games are. Is we could have the entire map catalog for Modern Warfare one to three in these games. Like if they That's have true. like a COD four only playlist, it's the only playlist I would play. <laughs> like Dude, listen, that would be sick. All right, listen. You know how fucking like crazy the sniping would go on like block. Like come on. <laughs> like or how um. Like I could, like I know how to flush people out of the sniper positions in every COD format, in wet work, in fucking uh, crash, like especially crash because crash used to be my fucking map. In creek, like dog, listen, I'm not gonna start sucking COD Force dick on the fucking podcast again. It's like one of the most, <laughs> one of the greatest shooting games I've ever played in my life. So only no big deal. Yeah, right. So it's only one of the best games. Um, other than that, uh, I played a bunch of Street Fighter Six. Um. And I could sit How here and I could been? talk about how like it's like the the greatest fighting game of the past decade. How it's got the best single player of any fighting game I've ever played. How it's got such polished, refined, and fun multiplayer. You know, uh, but I'm more fucking focused on the fact that I quite literally might have added a new game to my top twenty of all time. You know what I mean? Oh, with Halo. Okay. 2. So yeah, like, yeah. Like, like it that, that much. That's like good. if I had to sit, because like, this is the, this is a podcast where we talk mostly about video games. Okay. And video course, games yeah. are art, all right? That they Listeners. are. And genuinely, genuinely, when I played through Halo 1 and 2, I got the sense that this was legit art. <laughs> like, I'm so serious. Even though Halo really 2's like narrative much, is huh? fucking broken. Like, even though Halo... Not broken, I should say, but like, even though it's like only half of what it was supposed to be, right, it is yeah. still one of the best video games I've ever played in my life. And that is like, I cannot like, that's not even me like exaggerating. I, I like while I was waiting true. for Street Fighter six to unlock in like the past, like the two days before it came out, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to play Halo two again. And I'm gonna play with the anniversary graphics. And it looks so fucking good. Oh my God. I have like that Roman Reigns gift where he's like, like licking his lips. He's like, mm. 
That's literally how I felt going through Halo 2's like first couple missions in the new mm-hmm. graphics. It looks so good. Like, but like, like I, I can't even, I could sit here and talk about Halo 2 for the entire podcast. It's that good. Like, I could sit here and it talk is, about how the is. fucking, the opening cutscene is fucking genius. Juxtaposing the Arbiter being turned on by all of the Covenant versus Chief getting accolades. You know, I could talk about how fucking sick it is that the grave mind even exists. The fucking hive mind of the entirety of the flood. Like, I could sit here and talk about how the dual wielding system is genuinely one of the fucking coolest shits, coolest fucking things ever. Pick it up, dual wield needlers, bro. Punching the fucking prophet of fucking regrets in the fucking face. Like, fucking, like, I could, like, oh my god. Like, 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 I love Street Fighter 6. I fucking love that game. That game is, like, the best Street Fighter ever. Better than Third Strike, right? But, like, but, like, Halo 2 was so incredible that I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> like, even though I say the Street Fighter 6 is better than Third Strike, I still think I would put Third Strike in my top 10 games of all time. You know what I mean? I still mm-hmm. think it deserves to be there. And I don't think I'd replace it with Street Fighter 6. But, like, genuinely think I'm replacing something in my 20 to 11 with replacing Halo 2 with with one of the games in there. Like, it's so... Replacing one of the games in there with Halo 2. Like, it was that good. And, like, if Halo 3 is even better, then fucking great. Uh You're in for a ride. Uh, uh, We are in for a ride, nigga. That's true. We. We. I need you to be there when I conclude that story. Of course. Absolutely. Finish that fight. (laughs) Master Chief. Sir. Oh, Oh, that line was so hard. And that's like the last it's thing that you, that's the last thing that fucking people heard for like two years three, years, three years, three years. That game, Halo 2, was so good. I went to my local fucking Walmart and I bought the fucking Master Chief Halo 2 Jazz Wars figure. I just have it sitting on my fucking, <laughs> sitting with the rest of my fucking display figures with my Ken, with my, with my Akira, with my Terry It's actually Bogart, awesome. You still got with, it? With my Jolene. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is how good Halo 2 is. That in under a week, I had to add that shit to my fucking figure collection. Got him sitting up there with the double SMGs posed up like he is in the cover. Like, oh my god. Dude, wasted no time. That's that so game good, is though. it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Absolutely. Like, I don't understand how like they managed to make a character so like the Arbiter so likable immediately, but they did. Like, I may mm-hmm. not have liked the Arbiter's levels, but him as a character, he's fucking incredible. Absolutely. Fucking incredible. Like, oh my god. Like and then like learning about like um like like being in that I'm, I'm forget, I think it's like the first or second arbiter level, right? I think it's the second one. Where you're in the elevator with the rest of the elites, and the one elite is like the sentinels, guardians of the sacred rings. Why would they go and ally with these heretics? I'm like, dude, holy shit, this is awesome. Sitting yeah, with my headphones on. Awesome. Like, this is like the most fucking immersive shit of all time. Got my Covenant Carbine, my favorite gun in Halo out. All right. That's the gun that I used to use every... I used to dominate with that gun in, like, BTB in, like, Halo 4. The Covenant Carbine. That was my fucking gun. All right. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I genuinely did not expect to love a game that much. So, so fast. Yeah, I'm very glad that you did. And then, that. Like, I'm like, I'm very glad that you like give it a shot at least. Too. And then, like, 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 there's that line at the like in the uh, when Matt when Chief and Cortana split up, 
and she's like, "Don't girl make it. Don't go making a girl a promise that you, but can't, you can't keep." keep. Like yeah. I was like, "Yo, that is that's hard, bro." Like holy shit! Like oh my god! Like like oh my god! Oh my gosh! Like <laughs> I've never felt. I well, I shouldn't say I've never, but like I haven't felt this way about a game in so long. Like to genuinely be in love with it like that. Like it's been so long since I felt like this. Dude, I'm so like I'm, genuinely. I'm very happy that you finally like actually gave it a shot. Yeah, because <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It's Halo has been that bitch. It has. It has. Like I remember playing through three, three, four, playing uh, specifically the multiplayer for like three, four, and reach like with my buddies on Xbox 360 and having a fun time and being like, you know, this game's all right, but you know, the story, I really don't know what's going on. And now I fucking do. Now you do, yeah. Like I could have started because like Reach comes first on the list in the MCC because it's like they list them in uh, in chronological order, except for three mm-hmm. and ODST for some reason. Excuse me. Yeah. Except for three and ODST, I don't know why. But I said like, no, I'm gonna start with Halo One, like everybody else, you know. And like, I, like, oh my gosh, just back to backing Halo One and Two was just one of the best decisions I've made in a while. Like playing the, like competitive games. Like you kind of start to like burn yourself out on playing video games, but like it's like going and yeah. like playing a game for like that's just for you, just for enjoyment. Like is such a like like guys, like oh my god, it's it's, it's op. Please nerf for your <laughs> it, like for your mental health. Yeah, it's like op as fuck. <laughs> Man, like oh, oh, we'll we'll report back when we finish Halo Three. We will Absolutely. we will report back and talk about it on the pod. But like Absolutely. in terms of what we, we did, like ODST, like dog, like that game just is 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 great. Like it has such a great variety in its levels, you know. Like there's the mm. level where like you're in the open battlefield, like and you're playing like kind of like a Loki, like a combat evolved mission. And then there's of course like the linear missions, like like the NMPD, you know, where you have to like you know go th- follow a set path and then you have to sit in one spot and hold out. But like like I don't understand just how good they like it. It makes no sense that a game with such a rushed production schedule. And with like su- such a lower budget compared to the to, to the mainline games, how it managed mm. to be that good, especially that soundtrack. Listeners, that ODSC soundtrack, that jazzy detective noir soundtrack, whoo! It will not disappoint. It's like, crazy just how, only how hard just the soundtracks for these Halo games go, dog. Yeah, it is unreasonable, unfucking <laughs> reasonable. How good these soundtracks are. Like what the rock version of the, of the theme song that plays when you're doing CE, like that shit. Oh my! Like, why? Why? Why did you need to do that? You didn't have to do that, and yet they did. They did. They fuck and and they're on Spotify. Like, come on, bro. And it's all on Spotify. Yep, and every single soundtrack That's is the on best Spotify. Thing ever is that it's on Spotify. Any any video game that uploads uh, their sound uh, their soundtracks to Spotify. Just uh, wins me over. Super based. Absolutely. Super based. And, you know, speaking of, I don't know if you saw that they uploaded that Final Fantasy 16 music up to Spotify, but that's on not, there too. Great. And that shit still goes hard. Like, it's great. still good. If you're a game company, you fucking need to put your fucking music on Spotify because you have I want to listen no, to that shit. You have no reason not to, you know. I, I want to hear it. I want to listen to it. Exactly. Exactly. Stop. Don't deprive like, me. Let me listen to Looking your music. Looking right at Nintendo, bro. Put the Mario Kart DS <laughs> soundtrack on Spotify right now. Like, 
You, you, need, you guys need to be putting all your fucking music. All of it. Like, you have no reason not to. You're not even on YouTube, bro. It's yeah. like, I understand if you don't want to put it on Spotify because, like, you know, you got to have, you, you know, have, like, licensing stuff that you got to, like, worry about. Okay, whatever. But on YouTube, it's fucking YouTube, bro. Come on, Nintendo. You, 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 your fans deserve better, and your fans have deserved better for the last, like, 10 years. But, you know, anyways, we're not here to, you know, talk about Nintendo. Uh, yeah <laughs> so now i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap up my week with that just like i'm so i'm so ready for halo 3 i am so ready for halo 3 i'm so ready which for we will be getting to this weekend we will we will right? get to it yeah right? absolutely 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 fucking lootly mm-hmm. we were like Sounds listen like we plan. ran through all of odst in perfect time like in in, in in one sitting in perfect timing for me to get from that to start watching double or nothing which i'm going to talk about at the very end of the show but like i didn't realize just like if, if your game is so good that I can run through it in one thing and not even notice it until the very end, like that's that is such a mark of such an engrossing video game. Anyways, that's find yeah. me on social media at YVNGDENDE, Young Dende. That is YVNGDENDE, Young Dende. Let's talk across the Spider Verse. Oh, yeah, baby. That's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, across the Spider Verse. Yeah. Dude. I have never been so angry that a movie ended on a cliffhanger. I've never been so pissed. I know. I was so fucking mad. I was like, get the fuck, what the fuck? I was, I would have sat there for the whole four hours, bro. I would have done it. (laughs) I would have done it. We would have been there, bro. But when Beyond the Spider-Man comes out, we will be showing up no matter what. Because this movie is genuinely one of the best animated films I've ever seen in my life. Maybe the best. Just yeah, because yeah. of how well it utilizes the fact that it's a fucking animated movie. I fucking love it. I that, I, I was I, I I'm talking to someone that like hasn't watched any of the movies. And you know, like it, it's kind of hard to explain the movies without just like, you know, just like just watch the movies. Like you will understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, the fact that it's an animated movie and it uses that to its advantage, yep. like the to full way through story. all two hours, two and a half hours. Yes. Didn't even feel we like we need more hours. of this, man. Didn't even feel like it. I know, man. Didn't even feel I was like, wait, dude, when, okay, uh, we, we are going to be, you know, discussing the movie. Spoilers. So, spoiler you know, alert. this is. You've been warned. Your final spoiler Five, alert. Do four, not complain three, about it anymore. Two, one. <gasps> The movie oh, ends. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> fucking way! No. Um. <laughs> no, I didn't want the movie to like, end. Let me let me let me let me do this. What's the best part about this movie? Is the fact that um everything is so obvious, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that like the ending twist of like oh in this alternate universe Miles is the Prowler. Yeah, the movie's been telling us that since the start. Mm-hmm. Like, why right. do you think Spider Punk is such a prominent fucking character in the in the in the film? Why do you think, Joe? Why do you think? What do you mean? Why do you think Spider Punk is such a prominent character in the film? There's a meta. What's... There's a meta reason why. Do you know why? Why is that? Because Hobie Brown in 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 the main Marvel continuity is the fucking Prowler. Is he? That's interesting. That's the so original idea. From, that's the original. Over, that is the original. He's the original identity of the Prowler. Because back in like the, I think he first appeared in like the seventies. I think. Um, oh, okay. Well, that's, that goes way beyond I know what yeah, I know. He's like, he's like, he was like a, like, not really a villain per se, but he was like a guy that was just doing bad stuff that eventually, like, 
stopped doing bad stuff and actually became buddies with Peter Parker. There's like a bunch of different mm-hmm. occasions. I think, no, I think it was actually the sixties. He appeared, but there was like a bunch of different occasions where he would like, um, stand in for Peter as Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. there was one time where like, uh, Peter had to try to convince like his entire, like, social circle like he wasn't spider-man and how did he do that he had hobie dress up as spider-man and he just went there he's like see look this is a completely different guy that's how tony stark <laughs> got away with 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 uh not be, with not uh, everybody knowing he was iron man for years because he would have uh Rhodey in the iron man suit for years being like see iron man's just my bodyguard guys uh, yeah right what a what a homie yeah hobie is a homie he's, both of them are black so um <laughs> true not a coincidence at all um but yeah like there's like this movie is it's very obvious that it's telling you something right mm-hmm. and then at the very end i was like okay that makes sense it has been fucking telegraphed from six miles away all right and this twist is like mind-blowing that twist is like mind-blowing for like anybody who's like you know never fucking picked up a fucking spider-man comic ever you know what i mean you know what mm-hmm. i mean but like i was like ah, i see what you're doing there uh-huh. i see what you're doing there all right uh, and I also yeah. this movie is a massive fucking middle finger to the past 30 fucking years of Marvel editorial. 30 fucking years of Marvel editorial was told to go fuck itself in this movie. All right? <laughs> Why is that? 30 fucking years. Okay? Why is that? Why is that? Why do you think? After the I mean, discussion we had like two weeks ago about that fucking yeah. dick shit piss bag Paul. All right? <laughs> yeah. That so. fucking bozo that should not exist, but you know. They, like, have to, they have to for enforce their cuck fantasy somehow. You know. <laughs> enforce the cuck fantasy. All right. Like, how do I have this? Like, for the past thirty years, okay, Peter Parker for the or for the, for most of Spider Man's like life as a as a fictional character, right? For the first thirty years, his social circle was pretty small. You had like Jameson, Robbie Robertson, like Ned Leeds, uh, Betty Brant. They're dating. Um, like Flash Thompson. Uh, Harry Osborn, Mary Jane Watson, Gwen Stacy when she was alive, uh, Aunt May, and there's a bunch of other characters I could mention, like Randy Robertson, you know what I mean? But like that's like the main sort of cast of the Spider-Man books, right? Same, yeah, crew. And in the mid-90s, okay, it seemed like Spider-Man's social circle was going to lose a member and gain a member, all right? It seemed like Aunt May was going to die, which she temporarily, mm. quote unquote, died, and it seemed like at the end of the uh, uh, by the uh, I shouldn't say like by the end, but like at the end of the Clone Saga, MJ gave birth to a stillborn baby. Okay, so and then afterwards, uh, fucking Aunt May came back to life because it wasn't her that died; it was a fucking body double. So, oh, you know, please. that was the, that's that was like the start of this fucking stupid bullshit. All right, of, of Spider Man like not getting like a kid. Okay. And not losing his aunt. And then, of course, they doubled down on that in 2006 when uh, Peter chose to fucking let his aunt May come back to life in exchange for his fucking marriage and in exchange for his fucking unborn daughter that was guiding him around the entire story. So, excuse me, what, what is going on in this story? Bro? Yeah, if you've like, <laughs> like, like, let me just say one more day is not a bad story, it just should have never fucking happened, you know, because it fucking mm-hmm. ruined every Spider Man comic ever that's ever come out since then. Like since then, yeah. yeah. Um, but like this movie, the fact that they that that they gave Burrito Peter a fucking daughter, they gave him fucking little Mayday, the future Spider Woman of uh, MC Two. You know what I mean? The fact that they gave him that, 
They gave him his wife back. Like, Jake Johnson's Spider-Man was already the best Spider-Man I've ever fucking, like, seen in a film. All right? Mm-hmm. Which is wild, considering my favorite movie of all time is still the original Spider-Man. Um, but, like, the, fa- but the fact that he was a- that, that, that his character was able to grow and mature, just like Peter Parker did for his first 30 years as a character... And in this movie, and this movie doubled down on that growth and maturity, was so validating as a Spider-Man fan. It's awesome to see. It it is awesome to see. Like, and it's not just because oh, Peter and MJ are together. It's that he grew as a person. Mm -hmm. And like, Like we're gonna we're gonna talk about Miles' arc later, of course. But like, I need to get settled because I'm, I I, I've 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 been a Spider-Man fan for like almost my entire life, and I've read almost every every comic book that this character's appeared in. Right. Mm-hmm. So this this has been one of the most validating experiences. Like, hey, listen, we know that Marvel Editorial fucking hates this character and thinks that this character sells better when his fucking life is terrible because we think that his entire audience is full of fucking turbo virgins. When in reality, <laughs> most of the Spider-Man audience has been reading him for a fucking long ass time and has been there since before he was split up from his wife. So please. Um we liked it better. You gotta treat y'all dumb, my guess. We liked it better when he was married and about to have a child. Okay. So <laughs> just seeing this, seeing that has just felt so validating. And then um, of course, there's all the other stuff to talk about. Let's talk about Miles' mom and how she's like the best representation of a Boricua mom I've ever seen in my oh life. Oh my god. I that know movie right? was so good, it made me want to like apologize to my own mom. That's how good that's like, yo, is this how my mom felt raising a black son? Like, dog, I'm so serious, too. I know exactly. Because like that scene where she's talking to Miles on the roof and it's just them two. She's talking about how like she wants this little this little boy to belong. And I'm like, yo, that's literally what my mom said to me like so many years ago. Like, don't let anybody tell you that you shouldn't be where you want to like, be. It's dog, like, dog, okay, that, like, that is damn. literally, that's so fucking valid. I'm coming at this from the perspective of some, from a, from the perspective of someone who's lived, like, up, up, almost a of the same life as Miles. I'm a, I'm a half black, half Boricua kid from the inner city, you know, who's been down on his luck more than he hasn't been, you know, who's been given mm-hmm. quote unquote gifts that I, you know, I'm trying to use to, to the best of my abilities to use. All right. And I'm sure that's the perspective that you're coming from as well. Yeah. And yeah. like it was it's just super validating to have like what is almost essentially my life experience told on a on a on the big screen. That is like mm. one of, it's been one of the most validating experiences of my life. Like I, this Dude. movie is so life-changingly good. I could sit here and I could talk about how how I've seen more of Spider-Man Unlimited in this movie than I have in the past like 20 fucking years. I could sit here is and that talk for about the better. It. Yeah, because that fucking show sucks. Um, <laughs> that, sh- that that I'm not going to sit here and, and 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 talk about the fucking how fucking terrible that show is. Uh, but what I want to talk about is how fucking cool it was to see spectacular Spider-Man in something. You know, uh, Get, getting getting uh, getting that man. version of the character like a, a, a not, I wouldn't call it a proper send off because not really send off, but like giving him the acknowledgement that he's that he's needed. You know yeah, I mean? he actually fucking exists. Guys. Super validating. Holy now holy I'm rubbing shit. my hands together and I'm calling up all my crystal girls to help me manifest beyond the Spider-Verse, giving us the conclusion to the 90s Christopher Daniel Barnes Spider-Man. We need it. 
Come on, I'm, I'm calling, I'm manifesting it. That guy's story ended on a cliffhanger. We need to see the end of it. Because he too is traveling the, the, the multiverse to save his wife. All right, we need to see the end of that. All right. Um, I mean, he didn't even show up nope. in the Spider-Verse. So like he he's definitely gonna be in uh You know who else did show up in across Spider Verse? Marvel vs. Capcom Spider-Man. All right, because he would have kicked Miles' <laughs> ass. Would have beat his Dude, little bitch ass. Yeah, no, this motherfucker would be way too overpowered for Miles. Come yeah, because he had Dante and Magneto backing him up. All right, like, listen, like, that's the optimal team to use. Is like Spider Man, Dante, Magneto. He's going to get hit with that Maxwell Spider. He's not going to know what to do with himself. All right, <laughs> it's crazy because Spider Man is actually one of the harder characters to use in that game. Like, that's like the craziest part. I didn't even play as him, like, which is crazy, you know? Hmm. But, uh, like, jokes aside, like, this movie is is life-changingly good. I want to know what you I think know, of it. Man. Look, uh, I, I'm basically right alongside you. Like, everything that has been in this movie has, like, genuinely changed how, like, I think about some shit. And it, it, it makes me grateful to, like, see Miles' story being told up on the big screen for millions of people to see. And, I mean... You know, I'm glad that it's uh, making the success that it deserves, honestly, because, I mean, it's already making more. It's already making more money than the first movie, which is fucking amazing to see, because if that, you know, if that's anything to go by, that only means that the third movie is going to be even better. I mean, even better. Hell yeah. Like, I I know that they basically confirm that, um, you know, that this is going to be like a one and done trilogy. And I think that is perfectly fine. I do not think that. They need to overwork themselves and like burn themselves out, run out of ideas. I'd rather just have this trilogy end as it is, and you know, just have it be. Let it be because at least then we'll have a, a perfect, finally, a, a perfect Spider-Man trilogy. Um, but you know, uh, seeing Miles' story being told on the big stage, as I said, is so fucking validating, dude. You don't understand, like. I think I do. How, I think, like, I think more than anyone else in this world, okay, I think sorry. I would. <laughs> I, just, I, just, it's just like, I haven't really been able to talk to anybody about this. So, like, this is like the You're first here. person I'm that here, I've buddy. been able to talk to, like, about the movie. That's not my sister because I want to go watch yeah, it right? with my sister. Um, and there was this one part in the Same. movie, and I'm pretty sure you know, you know, uh, talking about that scene where they're up on the rooftop, yeah. and like, you know, he's saying like. Uh, like I won't let you down, mommy. And like Bendy yeah. Siong, and she said, "You and me." I was like, oh, yeah. Dude, they really fucking got oh. everything, bro. Everything. They really everything. fucking got everything." Like you it's know like, how good that was. It's like when when Gwen was in the apartment at the end, and the first thing she's mm-hmm. like, "Also tell him five months." That's such a fucking like, bro. Come I on, know, come on. Like before, like yo, make sure my child's safe. Just let him know. That nigga grounded. All right, like for five months. <laughs> let him know. All right. <laughs> no one for that one. It's like, it, dude, they, they straight up, they, they so just real. know. So They real. just know. So like, they, real. <laughs> someone that has been through that. That's the only <laughs> only people that can write something like that. The people that have actually like, lived through it. Niggas who grew up with a Latino mom. All right. Yeah. They know how fucking hard they be on you. How hard they be riding your meat. But they, I, I, they do love you, though. Like that's the problem. All right. They do love you though. They be riding your meat. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm just so glad that this movie exists, and yeah. I'm I can't wait to see what they do with Beyond the Spider Verse. Which, yeah. although I, I gotta say, the title Beyond the Spider Verse does have some like weird implications. I wonder if that means that like 
if they're really like, what does that even mean? They're going to put in the Spider Verse. I wonder what they're going to do. Anna Paquin is rogue, nigga, or something. (laughs) You know, you know, this movie is good when it takes the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my entire life and actually makes it into a concept that is worth thinking about and and appreciating. Because (laughs) canon events, the arachnid, whatever the the fuck, the web. Right here's the thing. So yeah, here's the thing. So in 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 the uh, J. Michael Straczynski run on Spider Man, which was the last truly great run on Spider Man that ended with One More Day. Um, they started introducing this idea that like Peter Parker's powers were like more mystical and that he was like supposed to become Spider-Man. He was like fated to become Spider-Man because like, and then they're like, they built on this in like the Spider-Verse comic where like, um, uh, like Peter's like powers are like totemic and that he was like, it was fated to become Spider-Man and that his villains are all based around animals because of that same concept. And it's just the fucking stupidest shit I've ever heard of in my entire life. I fucking <laughs> yeah, that's uh, quite interesting. So fucking stupid. Cause that defeats the entire fucking message of like, Oh, no matter who you are, you could become Spider-Man that even Stan fucking Lee himself wondered if that was the reason why Spider-Man was so popular is cause he's covered in head to toe and fucking outfits. So you don't know what race he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's yeah. like, so it's like if even that guy's like, hmm, maybe, maybe that's why he's popular. You know, and the Marvel editorial is like, hmm, what if we made it so that he was supposed to be like, get the fuck out of here, man. It's so fucking stupid. But like turning that <laughs> yeah. into like, you know, the the web into like the cosmic web where everything bad that happens, Spider-Man's like a canon event, like making it like actually like an understandable and worthwhile concept. That's like the fucking highest praise I can give this fucking movie is that it takes something fucking the, the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life and makes it actually good. Like that is so fucking wild that it did that genuinely. Yeah, the fact that, that Miles defeats uh, Spider-Man twenty nine nine with the fucking shoulder touch, you know, <laughs> that was so good, man. He all, all he nah. all he forgot to do was just say, "Hey, you know, hey, yeah." That's all he forgot, hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's all I forgot to do. Um, also, I had when we walked out that movie theater, I had to turn to my little brother and let him know, Alex. I hope you understand. I would never smash your bitch if you died, bro. I would never <laughs> do that to you. My I would never do that to you. Like, uh, like, dog. Like, I'm not that kind of person. That has happened in my family before. But like, dude, what? Yeah, I'm not gonna it's elaborate on that. Insane. But it's happened in my family before. So I, I know what that, what kind of shit that does to brothers, bro. I was like, bro, I would not do that to you, even if your wife was hot. That's kind of a, a line <laughs> that I would not cross. You know. Uh, what is this even in reference to the movie? Because uh, when Miles went to Earth-42, Uncle Aaron was smashing his mom. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I, so I, I told mean, my brother, yeah. like, dog, I would never smash you, bitch. If you die, <laughs> if you die, I would not do that. That is a line that is disrespectful to your legacy. Yeah, when I when I saw that, I felt fucking, like, like I felt betrayed. Your bro. brother was in that shit, bro. Yeah, not like, to reduce women down to their privates, bro. But like, dude, you cannot. If you fuck the same woman that your brother fucks, you're gross. All right, like that's yeah, that's, that's a little disgusting. Bit much. That's gross. All right, listen, that's disgusting. All right, <laughs> not even gonna sugarcoat it. Gonna no, not like like not is. to reduce women to their genitals, but like, dog, if you two hop in the same pussy, you're gross. All right, like that's just gross. <laughs> All right, that's it's disgusting. Uh, but other than that, like, what else? Um. I like the changes that they made to Spider-Man of India's design uh, mm. because a lot of people be like, man, this original design sucked ass. And it kind of did. Uh, it looked better when they knows. took off the fucking shoes and it was just a Spider-Man top with the fucky bottom. You know what I mean? Um, mm. 
but I do like what they what, like uh just how uh, what is it like visually different uh Mumbatton is you know what I mean from like everywhere else they go in that movie and like like one of the best parts of this movie is that every every single location is super visually distinct visually distinct I know yes yeah. I dude like, again it uses so the medium of animation good. to fucking I, great effect all right like the scene where ugh. the scene is like where Gwen is talking to her dad and like the background is shifting to reflect the emotions of the scene like, the emotions that, that is yes dude oh my genuinely god genuinely perfect like, it's genuinely. so fucking good it's only because it's an animated movie and it's actually like taking advantage of the medium as a whole you can do that with animation it's just so fucking good yeah we need more animated spider-man movies like genuinely absolutely we do like i'm so serious like now we just need more good animated movies period we're not even just spider-man fuck it like you know it was really good right was uh this is like a personal to me specifically but like like a bunch of years many years ago right i bought my little brother the very first issue of spider-man 2099 yeah and um when they when when they were explaining his backstory in the movie and they showed the comic book cover that was like literally the exact same cover looked over my little brother and just like the smile on his face because he knew what it was was like (laughs) this is this is what we're here for dog this is why this movie is important that's really sweet it's for the kids all right listen i'm a fucking 22 year old guy I spent most of my life as a kid, all right? And I'm going to spend even more of my life as a fucking adult, all right? But I have still not let that little part of me die yet, and I don't think I ever will, all right? Good. Which is Good. why it's so it, it excites me so much to see guys like Spectacular Spider-Man and why I'm I'm praying so hard for them to bring back the fucking 90s one. Please do it, please. They bring have back, to. They have like, to. Like, they come on, to. guys. The, come on, guys. We I played Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, bro. Like... Come on. <laughs> they brought back all of the original voice actors for that game, with the exception of uh, uh, Peter or Paul Souls, you know, from the 60s show. I don't know if you know mm. that or not. No, not at all. Or like, have you played Spider-Man Shadow Dimensions? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I played it like super long ago on the 360, but yeah, yeah. Because yeah. all the different Spider-Men in that game were voiced by like the voice actors, right? So like, Neil Patrick Harris voices Amazing Spider-Man because he's from the 2003 animated show. Uh, Josh Keaton voices Ultimate Spider-Man because he was, I think, I think it was Josh Keaton, right? Because uh, in that game, because because uh, he was voicing Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, let me look. That's this right, one. yeah. Let me let me let me actually make sure it was him and not and and that it wasn't like Reno Romano because he was because uh, he voiced Spider-Man in the video game for the PS1, which if you haven't played that, it's fucking peak. Um, on the PS1. Yeah, the Spider-Man game on the PS1, yeah. Okay, so it was Josh Keaton. And then Spider-Man 2099 in that game was voiced by Dan Gilvezan from Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. And Spider-Man Noir was voiced by Christopher Daniel Barnes from the 90s animation. Dude, which is like pretty cool. Which is like, yeah, it was uh, They were sick. able to get everyone there? That's sick. Yeah, and then Christopher Daniel Barnes came back a year later when they released Edge of Time because he voiced uh, Spider-Man 2099 in that game. So he still does podcasts where he talks about the fucking experience voicing the characters like D- uh, Disney or Sony. Sony, call him on the phone. Call Prince Eric yeah, on the phone. Right there. They're literally one call away, bro. Come no, on. I'm so serious. He is one call away. All right. Call Prince Eric on the phone right now. He will answer. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have much trouble, uh, you know, getting uh, getting to them. So, you know. Yeah, the man has some questionable takes. He's like a fucking libertarian, but like I could honestly give a flying fuck what that guy's takes were. Do you know how validating it was to see that goofy ass three three color polo shirt on the fucking (laughs) Earth sixty five Peter Parker in that movie? Do you know how validating that was? 
like personally, like the way that you probably felt when Spectacular Spider-Man showed up and spoke is the way that I felt when I saw that goofy ass shirt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I had to like fucking turn to my sister. I was like, oh, oh, it's him. And she's like, okay, shut up. Yeah! Shut up <laughs> That's what we fucking needed. You know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was gonna ask you like, what you think of what you think about that? Like, that was cool. Like, that was really fucking cool. Because uh, I know yeah, you're like the number one I mean, spectacular Spider-Man defender on this show, you know. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> it, it was really, really, really nice. Uh, like attention to detail when they were like explaining that whole like arachnid fucking interconnected whatever. The, I yeah. don't, I didn't really remember the name because like it's fucking. Just call it the Web of Destiny, right? Web of Destiny. I'm pretty sure that was the web what it was called of, in the books. Was the Web of Destiny is what we'll call it. So then, yeah, maybe it was that, that was what they called it in Shattered Dimensions. I think. Eh, whatever. Call it the Web it of Destiny. The Web yeah. of Destiny that the fucking Amazing Spider-Man 2 video game Peter Parker exists in. Which is the funniest shit in the world. How does that like, even work? Because like you, like you saw like that scene where I'm showing all the Uncle Ben's dying, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was like, actually on the far that, right. Yeah. There was the Amazing Spider-Man 2 video game one, and me and my brother looked at each other and started laughing. Cause like who invited bro? Like, why is like blood thinks he's on the team? Like that <laughs> game sucks. Like, like, dude, that scene is super <laughs> fucking goofy and stupid. All right, like for real. Oh, oh Uncle Ben! Oh, Uncle Ben! <laughs> like that, that scene is so fucking bad. But like no. you know, like I'm so, it's so bad. If you've ever played that game, I played through that game twice. Okay, like niggas was starving from 2014 to 2018. Okay, um, doing that to yourself. Yeah, yeah, niggas was starving. Uh, but but that shit was really <laughs> funny. Like, I just I wish that they wouldn't have bitched out like the classic Spider-Man though, like the 67 version. Because as far mm-hmm. as like 90% of people are concerned, he's just a fucking meme and a silly joke. But to me, that's I watched the fucking 67 series on like a bunch of DVDs when I was a kid because they released it, they re-released it in 2004 when Spider-Man 2 came out. And my dad bought mm-hmm. it. And like that is one of the few shows that I grew up while that I legitimately watched like earliest on in my childhood was like the 90s Spider-Man show and the 60s Spider-Man show. Because I fucking love Spider-Man, you know, and I still do. Um would have never guessed. <laughs> I take that show very. I fucking love that show. I have it. I have the entirety of that show saved on my fucking computer just to rewatch it every once in a while, just because it's fucking good, you know. Um, and it's like, I just hate the fact that it's just a meme now. Like you know, like to laugh at it. Like, oh, we're doing the funny point, guys. Laugh, yeah. please. <laughs> Isn't that funny that we're doing the fucking Spider-Man point? That's yeah, such that was a, like a whole, fucking funny whole joke. thing in the movie. Yeah. Oh, God, unfunniest joke. Also, uh. I find it really funny that like a lot of people are like so high on the spot as a villain, bro. That guy's a jobber to me, like still. Yeah. Like, still, yeah. it's like to like that guy got his ass beat by Daredevil, who was busy kissing the wife at a mob wedding. Like, bro, if you're getting your ass beat by a blind guy who's not even paying attention, are you really that good? Like, no, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, you're, you're, that you're nigga not that is guy. a jabroni. All right. <laughs> to the, like that would be like if people were talking about how good of a villain fucking paste pot Pete is. All right, like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, we don't job. care. We don't like if care. the next Batman movie had the Condiment King as a villain, he was like the greatest villain of all time. I would He's like, yeah, not take that nigga seriously, bro. Like, get that bullshit out of my face, okay? The spot is cool, but he's still a jobber, okay? Like in the grand scheme of things, he's a fucking jabroni. He's a ham and egger. All right. Like, yeah, so. he's he's supposed to like you know help build Miles up. He's also, not, he's not that guy. He's not that guy. I genuinely think that the only problem I had with this movie is the fact that Peter B. Parker agreed to any of that multiversal Spider-Man shit at all. 
because that's like insanely out of character for a for spider-man to do that to accept the to be like so incredibly utilitarian about his beliefs like that you know mm-hmm. because like spider-man is the kind of character to be to to believe in his heart of hearts that he can do both and sometimes he can and other times he can't and it's the times that he can't that defines him the most you know what i mean yeah yeah um and I, I think that the fact that any of those spider people went along with it is kind of insanely out of character, you know, because that's just not that's just not what Spider-Man would do. But I was but like, if I put that aside, this movie is still like a 10 out of 10. But if I think about that, it kind of starts to fuck with me a little bit, you know, uh, because, again, like Peter Parker, like like Peter Parker or like Spider-Man, I should say, like as a as a whole, as a as a as a monolith is that kind of character where it's like no matter what he's going to do everything he can to save everybody. Nobody's going to die as long as he has the power to make them not die. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just like, uh, that's like the only thing that's kind of iffy. I wish they would have kind of explained it a little differently, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. But other than Uh, that, it it was like a 10 out of 10 all around. I mean, to be fair, it, were they even like actually like trying to hunt down Miles, or were they just like trying to go with whatever? Uh, the fact Miguel that he agreed saying. to it in the first place was the problem. The fact that he even tried defending it in the first place is the problem. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Because yeah. it just as a concept, the Peter Parker that I grew that I've been reading for my entire life would never have done that. And I think the mm. Peter Parker that I've been reading about my entire life is best valid, represented by Burrito Peter as a character. And the fact that he did that kind of fucks with that uh, notion of, you know, of him being the most accurate version of Spider-Man. So, I mean, Miles didn't agree to it, which is fucking sick. The fact that Gwen mm-hmm. agreed to it is kind of fucked up. You know, the fact that any of them agreed to it kind of fucked up. But just like, I just choose not to think about that because it makes me like sort of iffy on that whole thing. It pisses you off. <laughs> well, not that it pisses me off, but it makes me like kind of feel weird about it because like it fucks up my suspension of disbelief, essentially. <laughs> because again, like, like Spider-Man would never agree to that. If there's even a like, it's like that line in like uh, Batman v Superman where it's like, if there's a 99% chance that you're a good guy, but a 1% chance that you're a bad guy, we have to take that 1% chance with an absolute certainty. Spider Man's like that where he's like, if there's a 1% chance that you can die, then we got to do everything we can to make sure that that chance can't come to pass. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And it's like being so like utilitarian where it's like, oh, well, the numbers, you know, we save, we sacrifice billions to save trillions. Like he would save, never do that. Yeah. He would never yeah. fucking do that. Like, but like, other than that, like, genuinely incredible film, jaw dropping film, incredible, mm-hmm. life changing movie, incredible. The fucking the one scene that Mary Jane was in was so much more accurate to her character than than like any of the books she's been in for the past thirty years. It was so good, so fucking good. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that people were praising that scene. Yeah, because it's like what, like, uh, like what is it like? More than anyone else, she has been the number one character that has been by Peter Parker's side to pick him up when he falls. You know what I mean? Because Spider-Man mm-hmm. is a person, you know, and when Spider-Man falters, it is it is their social circle or actually it's spider spider people. I don't know, like any spider, any spider person with the spider powers, right? When they falter, it is their social circle that lifts them up, right? It is that growth from being an antisocial nerd. To having a vast group of friends and having a deep relationship with another person that elevates the spider person to being their best self. Greatness, yeah. It is that growth, that change, and that maturity that matters the most. It took Tom Holland fucking six movies to get to that point. (laughs) Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what it is. It is that growth, that maturity, that change. Till the end of their fucking trilogy to finally get that across. And, you know, we're only... Only two movies in, we and we've already like seen more character progression from this Spider Man than um than the MCU Spider Man. Right. So like, wow, crazy concept. And so it's like you know, it is it is that that sort of growth and change and maturity over time that makes Spider Man such an interesting character, and it is the fact that Mary that that this this version of Spider Man went from being a single divorced sack of shit to being like the happiest version of this character that I've seen in a while mm-hmm. with a wife and a child. The happiest version of Spider-Man I've seen in eight fucking years, you know, that actually demonstrated that growth and maturity. That is, that is what's validating. That is genuinely the best shit. MJ appears for one scene in this movie and she's, and she's one of the best representations of her I've ever seen. Maybe mm-hmm. the best. So that that needs to tell you something of just how much the people who make these movies from top to bottom get it. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They uh, let let them be. They let them let them cook. Let them have their entire creative process. Let them make the movie that they want to make, because obviously it's proven to work. And just let them cook. Let them fucking cook. Absolutely. Because if the follow-up is anywhere near this quality, which I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever that it will exceed that. um, Because, I mean, shit, I thought that... You know, going into Across the Spider-Verse, I was like, okay, yeah, I really like Into the Spider-Verse. It's like one of my favorite movies because even though I'm not like a huge Spider-Man nerd, like I still really like the movie for everything that it stands for. Yeah. Uh, You know, going into the second movie, expecting more of the same, but no, it's just, it it expands on it. It, it, Like it, it, it's just better. Like the third movie is is it gonna be even more? It's like I it's crazy. It's just I have like, it's such crazy high to think about that we're living in a in, in the same time that this movie comes out, man. Right. I'm just I I love this movie. I love these movies. They're it's, so it has, fucking. They good. have no right to be this good, and yet they are. And yet they are. Yet man. they fucking are. As someone who has been, you know, reading the character of Miles Morales for the past twelve years, because he's only existed for the past twelve years. Mm-hmm. It is so super validating to have him like essentially carrying Spider-Man as a brand right now. Because ASM yeah. fucking blows. <laughs> yeah. right? Like ASM is so bad <laughs> that we have to go back to the fucking decade-long fucking Dan Slot comfort zone. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's how fucking bad it is. Miles' book is fucking miles better, no pun intended. Ah, you know. ah. I see what you did. But this there. but this movie is genuinely like one of the best pieces of webhead media I have ever fucking consumed. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. we are on track to have a fucking the uh, the best webhead video game ever made. Coming out later yeah, this year. In this October. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, oh man. It's a it's a good time. <sighs> a good time. It's a good time to be a Spider-Man fan if you don't read the comic books. 
That like that is like if if you don't read the books, it's like the best time to be a Spider Man fan on the planet. Better than twenty eighteen <laughs> was. All right. Mm. I might say twenty eighteen was better because the books were better at that point. But you know. Wait, when did PS uh, Spider Man PS Four release? Twenty eighteen. Oh, okay, well then, yeah, that lines up. Yeah, that makes when sense. When did Into the Spider Verse came out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018. That's when Avengers: Infinity War <laughs> came out too. So, oh shit, yeah. 2018. So, better movie than Endgame, but you know, anyways. <laughs> Stay in the fucking obvious. Buddy. <laughs> you were a superhero, you wouldn't be Spider Man. You'd be fucking Captain Obvious. Right? That's what you'd be. Hey, dude, <laughs> I've gotten into so much shit with people that actually are like. Uh, like, I, then again, I can't even take those opinions seriously. People that like uh, are like super invested into the MCU because, like, at this point, if you really are still like catching up with all the shows, all the movies, all that shit, yeah, I feel bad stupid. for you. You're so, uh, so I don't know if I should like. Except take for the Marvels, though, seriously. that shit looks good. I will give yeah, that. I will true. give it that much. That's like the only MCU project I think I will actually watch. Because I still haven't I mean, seen Wakanda heard... forever. I still haven't seen Guardians three, even though people have been telling me actually actually should watch that because that shit's actually pretty good. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen yeah. Ant Man uh, three. Um, what else haven't I seen? Like I haven't seen any of the movies since like I think I, I forget. It's been so long. I, I stopped watching the MCU. Dog. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. Nope. Nope. Um. But this though, but. I think um, I just I really hope that that nigga Miles does not appear in the MCU ever. Like y'all, I, I don't. We we do not need a fucking live action Miles. No, we don't, this we don't. this I like it's like is it going to compare to this? Probably not. All right, the MCU is super mid right now. You know, it's super mm-hmm. like like these movies we're we're not at the level that we used to be, guys. Okay, like I still haven't seen Thor: yeah. Love and Thunder either. That's another one that I missed. Didn't uh, Chris Hemsworth admit to that movie being kind of fucking mid? I'm pretty sure he said like even his kids didn't like it. I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they, uh, they I wouldn't know. All right. So he said it, not me. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, you have to. I'll watch it like in like a couple years. You know. <laughs> In a couple of years, when you care to like uh, I don't, see I don't, what's been I going genuinely on, genuinely do not give a fuck. Right. Yeah, I'm probably gonna watch Deadpool Hopefully. three though, just because I like uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. You know? Of course, but other than that, I don't know. For some reason, I really want them to like make him shorter in that movie, just digitally shorten him. You know, because it's like really funny to me <laughs> that Wolverine is like a five foot three man lit that's hairy and smells like cigars and beer and blood, and that has fucked like most of the straight and bi women in the Marvel universe. It's really funny to me. <laughs> yeah, that, that idea just pops me to no end. So, also, please put him in a cowboy hat in that movie, uh, please. Like, that'd be really cool. That's like the one that thing that he cool. hasn't worn in like a, 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 that Hugh Jackman's Wolverine hasn't worn in anything that I think he still needs to wear is a fucking cowboy hat. All right, because that guy rocked up in X Men One wearing like a wife beater and a flannel and a full Canadian tuxedo and a leather jacket. Like, come on, dog. Put him in a cowboy hat. That's what we need. Streets need it. Um, no, they'll save it for the game. The yeah, Wolverine that game's game. gonna be peak anyway. So you know, mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting as long as I need to. Doug. It's it's been like <laughs> yeah. what, like 15 years since we got in a good Wolverine game. So I can wait a little bit. <laughs> yeah, X Men Origins Wolverine. Okay, a game that people still don't know is if it's better than X Men Mutant Academy. All right, 
X Men Legends well. two. And All is right. it? Is it? I don't know. Streets got to decide. It's been a. Gr- <laughs> I haven't played X Men Origins Wolverine to grip though, so I gotta find out. Fair, fair. I haven't. I haven't played that since like 2011, and that was 12 years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, I feel so fucking old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Thinking about when all those fucking games came out, man. Yeah. So let's talk Sega real quick. Before we talk Sega, about summer games, baby. let's talk about Sega. So, uh, Joe, you know exactly what I'm about to bring up first, right? No, actually. A game that it's a game I'm series sure. that Sega publishes, you know? Yeah, oh, 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 I think I have an idea. Are you talking about that small indie studio called Atlas? Oh, and their um, their little series. I don't know if any of the listeners or even you have heard of it, Adam. It's called uh, Persona. All right, listen. Let's talk about Persona Trace, nigga. Persona Triple. Persona Three. The the, uh... Persona Triple, nigga. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Know the answer. All right, listen. No femsi, femsi haters, femsi lovers. Fuck y'all, niggas. Are in shambles. Femsi defenders are in fucking shambles right now, bro. What did y'all think, bro? What did you think, Joe? What did you think? Look, look, man. The fact that the fact that my prayers for a Persona Three remake has been answered, I'm incredibly fucking excited. Like, even even like putting aside like all the rumors that about like. Oh, FMC content won't be there. The answer has been cut. There's no um, FES content. Like the game hasn't even been formally announced yet. I'm gonna hold out. I'm like, I'll, I'll hold out to see what Atlas has to say, and you know whether or not things will actually come true. But uh, the fact that Persona Three is getting a remake in the style of a Persona Five is it's pretty cool. Uh, it's fucking awesome. It is so fucking fantastic. The uh, uh, the game is actually gonna be fucking it, like it's it, the fact that it's still getting remade is like I, I'm still not over it. Obviously, like you, you can tell, like how with how excited I am to see yeah. you know like Persona Three in the I guess in the modern Persona style, I guess. Uh, because it seems that uh, Persona 6 will also be carrying uh, the same style. Like, if they're going to keep, if they're going to make another game, if they're going to remake Persona 3 in the style of Persona 5, I don't really see why uh, why Persona 6 would be, like, all too different. So it seems that this is going to be, like, the style and, like, the the uh, overall aesthetic of Persona going forward, which, I don't, you know, it looks good. The games look good. I mean, there's nothing, like, so wrong with it I, I i do agree that like in that trailer that we saw some of the models look a little bit funny uh the yeah. animations are kind <laughs> of like kind of gross but the game is like almost a year from launch because like in the trailer it said like early 2024 so i yeah. that could be like or like six january six to, to like six to like six june maybe months of launch yeah so like 
The game obviously isn't like completely finalized oh, yet. 6 to 12. I... I'm fucking stupid. I can't count. 6 to 12. Christ. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um I I I seriously doubt that that um gameplay that we saw is going to be final, but I'm the fact that it's getting remade, I'm still excited for it. Like aside putting all that aside, I'm really happy that Persona 3 is finally getting brought yeah. back. It's almost like it's, you know, one of my favorite games like ever made, ever to be made. No, of so, course not. Never. You know, <laughs> it's not ever that serious. So, you know, um, yeah, seeing Persona 3 being brought back is, I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm so glad. It's because I want to get when, in the robot. When That's people correct. said get in the robot, you, you thought it meant something else. I, I took it in, in a different way. I hope you understand. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what Persona game was so good it didn't need to be in the Persona 5 style? Persona 4. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, just saying. Like It was like two or three years between Persona 3 and Persona 4, in just a few years, you're going to get some of your own, like, uh, some of of the people that share that opinion of that Persona 4 is the best one. You're going to get those people saying, oh my god, where's the Persona 4 remake? If we ever get a Persona 4 remake, I will personally eat the genitals of everyone who works in Alice. (laughs) I will eat your box, I will suck your dick, I will eat your ass if you don't want either of those done, All right, you know? I can both. I'll both. Fuck it, I, I can provide both. I will do it if they make a Persona 4 remake. Okay, Persona. <laughs> hey, don't change the fucking voice actors. Okay, I'm pretty sure they're changing the voice actors for this because you know of all the controversy surrounding a bunch of the P3 mm-hmm. cast, which is unfortunate. You know what I mean? Uh, Vic Mignogna, yeah. for as, as 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 many flaws as that fucking douchebag has, uh, still kind of unforgettable as the voice of Junpei. As uh, Junpei, and Karen Strassman, yeah. as fucking much as she hates people like us. You know, <laughs> the, the people that are literally fucking literally. making and uh, listening to this podcast. Right. But, you know. As much as she hates people like <laughs> us, you know, uh, unforgettable as like the 67 mm-hmm. fucking persona character she fucking plays. Jesus Christ. <laughs> For real. Like, I just I, don't remake Persona 4. I don't want to have Nanako's voice change. OK, I'm sorry. Don't do it. Don't fucking touch it. All right. Don't you oh, fucking yeah. dare touch that shit. <laughs> all right because then Dojima is gonna have a different voice actor in japanese i don't want it i don't want it all right god damn it don't touch it they could go down the road of uh fucking and metal gear solid metal gear solid delta, delta. yeah yeah snake eater yeah they could do that mm-hmm. fuck even silent hill 2 hd had the original voices god damn it so <laughs> yeah true yeah, but you know what didn't have the original voice of Silent Hill 3 HD, so what does that say, goddamn? Oh, God. Mm. I don't know. Listen, uh, as oh, much man. as I love Amanda Winley as, like, Yukiko and as, like, Rei Nami, she is not Heather Mason. You aren't, man, you are not <laughs> Heather Mason. Right? Leave my PS2 silent horror waifu alone, except for, uh, she's one of them, because Claire Redfield also exists. Uh, uh, hi, Claire. <laughs> hi, Faye. Uh, Sorry. No, 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 no. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. No, 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 no. You want you want something, right? Ada Wong exists. Hey. Hey with Riz. Like that. Hey with Riz. With Riz. Yeah. Um well shit. The P3 remake, like it looks super slick. It looks super good. I really do wonder what like changes they're gonna make to like Tartarus. 
you know, or like to like whether they're going to change up the structure of the story, because like as much as I love Persona 3, as much as it is my second favorite Persona game, that story like does have a lot of moments where it like fucking drags. It like, does drag before Strega gets introduced. That story is kind of uh, not great. You know. It's yeah, it like does it. take like 20 hours ish to get like interesting. But then again, you could apply that to like literally any Persona game. Yeah. Like Persona 5's first dungeon or first palace, you know, it's fine, fine oh, introduction. God. But like, eh. What uh, if Persona they change Fuka? first dungeon is fun. Oh, no. Oh, no. That just no, hit no, me. no, 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 wait, 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 like, dog, please don't, listen, the Fuka Nation will rise, okay, like, listen, I, like, I'm not gonna sit here and lie, the, the bad voice acting is part of the reason why that game's good, like, it's part of the reason why I like it, like, Fuka being, like, kind of wooden, like, I have just gained a new ability, now I can tell you the weakest from my head, like, like, that is kind of part of the reason why I like her so much, it's kind of good, it's kind of good, like, I kind of like it, yeah, it lends it lends to me finding Fuka cute. Okay, like listen, like okay, <laughs> even though Fuka didn't exist until Persona Four Arena Ultimate. Okay, like listen, she she's she's her her voice acting is kind of cute. Okay, uh, thank you, Fuka. We love you, Fuka. All hail! Thank you, thank you, Light Queen. Like so, like so seriously, <laughs> like 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 that voice, like that game has pretty fucking bad voice acting. But it's like, but like there are parts of it that are pretty good. Like the scene where uh, like Aki, where Akiko awakens his ultimate persona. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, like, that scene was really fucking good. Yeah, all right, sick. And there are parts of Persona Three that are really fucking good. All right, but like, a, there's like a lot of it that is not very well voice acted. But like, that's part of the charm, isn't it? It's a PS2 JRPG. You know what do you expect? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was made before like what before the expectations that you had for a Persona game were even like really a thing because. Right. You know, it was like the the first new entry in like this new style of uh, Persona. It was Shin Megami Tensei. You know, so if like, this game gets remade, yeah. I'm gonna watch the Yandere Dev playthrough. No, dude. Oh, you think I he's wonder gonna what he's gonna it? say when he meets uh, Pixie. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder uh, if any of these characters have a or or part of a fan fiction that he ever wrote. Oh, what do you think they're gonna do with Miss Toriyumi? You think they're you know exactly I hope that they do don't too. change you her fucking You know exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. Sit here and tell me that they're not going to change it because of how popular Kawakami was. No, no, I don't need another Kawakami. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <don't. laughs> All right, listen, listen, listen. But we do. <laughs> listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I didn't romance Kawakami in my latest playthrough of P5, no matter how badly I wanted to not do it. Do it. <laughs> you still did it. You still, you still. So I'm oh, a certified on. on to You're stronger enjoyer, than that, bro. Right? Certified on enjoyer. All right. But like, <laughs> listen, listen, I know it's wrong. All right. I know it's very morally wrong. But it feels so right. <laughs> yeah, right. If, it, if this is what feeling wrong is like, then I don't want to be right. Okay. <laughs> actually i do i would never condone this in in in, in real life and an actual yeah but this uh, but and i and i really wouldn't condone it in real life and i really wouldn't but like i don't know but still hot, you know sorry yeah anyway, i mean I, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we know they're gonna do it i really wonder how uh shinji's gonna feel when he gets cucked <laughs> like that's gonna be such a funny scene 
is uh, watching Shinji get cucked. Like, I mean, they're going to have to change something, right? They're going to, like, come on. There's no way they're not going to change Nozomi's social link. You know, I, uh, hmm, I don't know. I, I hope that they don't. Because, like, if it's supposed to be a, a reimagining, I hope that they make that, like, part of the of the marketing. It's like, yeah, it's a reimagining of Persona 3 because I really don't want them to be changing around stuff. Like, I mean, even they're probably like, going to take away links, the fucking uh, social link reverse and they're probably going to uh, make, it, make it so you don't automatically romance girls at the end of their social link. That would be nice. Like that, that I wouldn't I'm pretty sure they're also that, probably going like, to tone down the, the, the uh, stat requirements for the social links too. Because you need like max. Yeah, that's a good point. You need, you need like, like max intelligence to date Mitsuru, and you need like max not, uh, not even, even to, to date, date them, to her, start to the fucking link. start. Yeah. yeah, and then you need like yeah. max charm to start Yukari socially. So it's like you know, mm-hmm. I'd rather not have to grind those stats out. You know, right? Yeah. How much like, of a pain in the ass that was to do on the first playthrough of P three Fest, dog? I was like, yeah. hey, you need max karma. All right, so I was basically living at the Chagall Cafe trying to get my fucking charm up. <laughs> so I could date Absolutely. Yukari. Dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean though. Yeah, like if they were to make, you know, quality of life changes like that. Yeah, sure, but things that fundamentally change the game, I I hope not. I really really They're hope probably going to take out the Tanaka skip, you know. Uh I don't even with the Tanaka skip. Or like if you uh don't start Tanaka social link until the very last day of the game, you skip the next boss. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. You just, yeah, I, I know. Okay, yeah. I, I got you now. Really yeah. wonder how I'm gonna be affected by the ending of this game for like the fucking. It's kind of like the fourth time. Really wonder how much <laughs> this is gonna hit me again. Don't change it's, the music. That's all I think they need to do is just not change the music because the music I mean, for P three is kind of like perfect. They're even making new music because, like, the music that they use in that trailer, I don't yeah. remember hearing like anywhere else. Yeah, uh, unless I'm misremembering, it could be like from the movies or something. But it's gotta be like, a, like hopefully else. there's a check it out. I'm in the house, like, too many hits on my butt. I will spark it. I'll put it in my put it in my pocket. Save it like rocket fuel. fuel. Oh <laughs> god, Ugh. see that's why be funny. <laughs> but like I hope there's at least like a toggle like hey you want the original music or the remake music you know like the, mm-hmm. like Resident Evil has a, you know that's true yeah so that'd be that'd be nice yeah yeah but I mean then again uh, you know talking about Atlas here you have to expect the bare minimum and then a little Even bit less. below that yeah right yeah <laughs> if they made like a Persona 4 remake and there wasn't Reach Out to the Truth I would be legitimately pissed I wouldn't play that nah, game fuck no that would be enough fuck to make me not no. play that game I'm so serious Oh, I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, that's the problem. <laughs> it's only one of the best songs from Persona it 4. It is only I mean, quite I literally a song that I like so much that I made a fucking YouTube video about it. All right, like, listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, oh, I remember that video. Yeah. That video makes <laughs> me cry exactly which one you're talking about. Genuinely, <laughs> like, one of the most perfect pieces of art I've ever made is, like, having the final part of the Genesis play over the scene of the fucking investigation team running alongside the train, and then, like, mm-hmm. the final drum ending with the, the switch from the original, like, goodbye picture to the golden one. Genuinely, like, the greatest piece of art I've ever fucking made. Never gonna top that. All right? Like, like, like listen. <laughs> that, that fucking, like, manga anime shit that I was talking about, like, last week, or the week before last. Uh, I don't even think that's going to top that. that. That is perfect. It is perfect art. All right, listen. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't seen that video, go on my YouTube channel. Watch that shit. Watch the very end. Okay, that shit is hot. 
literally I mean watch the entire video because I really I, I didn't I mean I, I it wasn't really that hard to edit the song but like I I, I did make it like really good you know mm-hmm. it's still if you're listening if you're looking for an extended version of reach out to the truth it's right there you know it's dramatic in all the right ways yeah and it fucking cuts off at the best parts and that yeah. ending is still go- is still amazing like oh my god still goes still goes hard all right <laughs> but like seriously like please don't like please at least include like a toggle for the music or something you mm-hmm. know like I, I i like i don't know not having any fancy content is kind of an l though because like as much as I could talk about how much, how much like her story, like, like alters your perception of the events, uh, the music in her, in her sections were also like fucking peak. Really good. Yeah, of course. I do agree like, with you. Time yeah, as a her, song. Her, her music's Ooh. good. Her battle theme. Wiping all out, bro. Wiping Soul all out is, I think I like it more than mass destruction. That is, that is based. You. That is super based. Like it's it's it, her music is good. Like oh, everything about Femc's side, I don't think that is like too much to oh, complain no, about. Don't you know? It's good. Oh. Like it's fantastic. Um, and I hope that you know, even 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 what they'll you know, let's be real. What they'll likely end up doing is releasing Femc as content like oh, yeah. a year later <laughs> or some shit. The, the twenty dollars, like thirty dollars Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, probably what God. they'll do, um, because you know it, it, it's Atlas. You know yeah. if they don't have like any sort of DLC, um, you are going any to of buy modern Persona games. The, gonna, these are fucking Yasugami a- outfits on day one as DLC for ten <laughs> You are going to do it. You are going to buy the fucking DLC personas. You are going it's- to use Orpheus <laughs> Picaro. <laughs> day it's one. Like- Hey, we know that you bought all the DLC for the original vanilla Persona 5, and we're going to include all of that DLC into Persona 5 Royal. And to compensate for this, we're going to add even more DLC to Persona 5 Royal. Then we're going to re-release Persona 5 Royal again with all that DLC except for one pack, because fuck you, it's still $60. (laughs) Gee, thanks, Atlas. Yeah, I still bought that game and purchased it on day one and played through it again. (laughs) Fuck. It's it's still Persona 5. I am a little fucking pay pig in a (laughs) fin-dom relationship with Atlas, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Getting my ball stomped on and my wallet treaded on regularly. Fucking slapped. Yeah, CBT. <laughs> no, Persona Persona 3 Remake, Persona 3 Reload, I think is what it's called, or yeah. Reloaded. I don't remember the name. It's like the yeah. fucking name of the Scarface re-release from like 2013. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard someone come make that comparison too. It was like really? really funny. Yeah, it was like on, a, on a YouTube video. That's yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> Persona 3 Remake is actually a thing though and i'm very glad because yeah i mean fucking persona 3 you know Sega even if dub. it was persona 4 still would be high yeah, still would be a dub still would be a dub uh don't don't still make that high. though alice please don't don't do that please What's, never uh, never remake persona f- persona 4 please i mean no. yeah that's a, that's a net positive for you isn't it no you have to replay through persona 4 in like a new visual style persona right? 4 is fucking perfect as it is <laughs> like I, I'm not even exaggerating when I say that it is perfect as it is. All right, fair enough. They would change the voice oh. actors, and I don't want the voice actors to change because I like them as they are. Okay, 
Yeah, true. They would probably replace uh, Troy Baker with Matt Mercer permanently. And as much as I dislike both of those guys, I mean, Troy Baker's performance as Kanji is incredible. Who was the fucking character in the first logo of this podcast that represented me? All right, listen. Yeah, right, right. Oh, how that logo represented both of us in ways we did not understand at the time. <laughs> literally, dude. <laughs> fucking literally. And here we are. All these episodes later. Yeah. What's but, funny to like... Hmm? Uh, think about when it comes to this whole fucking, you know, Persona 3 remake though, is that there was another game that was just dropped. It was like Persona 5 Tactica. And fucking nobody is talking about it, bro. No one cares. I know that it's like, you know, not fair to compare a Persona 5 spinoff game to like a remake of a core Persona game, but no one is fucking talking about it, bruh. Yeah, because no one fucking you. cares about the fucking Persona 5 spinoff, dude. They, they're fucking shit. I still yeah, have not played P5S, dog. Like, you could not fucking pay me to play that shit. It is unfortunately, like, fun to see the cast of Persona 5 in, you know, in, in these new games. So, like, I'm excited for them because I, I do like the cast of Persona 5. It's not my favorite, but I do like the cast of Persona 5. So, you know, seeing them in a new game is exciting. Don't get me wrong. But also, like, who fucking cares? Like, who asks? Who is out here asking for a Persona 5, uh, you know, tactic-based game yeah. in the style of Persona Q? Like, who asked? Who, 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 who likes cares? Persona Q? Who likes Etrian Odyssey? <laughs> <laughs> that game real. is still on all the Sega surveys, so like it must be popular, like in like Japan or something. But like, yeah, for some fucking reason, didn't it like uh, the, like the remakes or the remasters get uh, get published a few weeks ago? Like get released a few weeks ago? Remasters of what? Etrian Odyssey? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There was, I don't like, give uh, a fuck. I remember, well, no, because I remember seeing some shit about how if you pre-order like some uh, like certain packs of it, you get. Oh um, yeah, we did like, talk about that. We did talk about that. Yes, we got like um. There was like the little chibi versions of like um, not Hobino and like Teddy. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. There was one of Joker and the SMT three protagonist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, The the demi fiend and Joker, and then there was um, somebody in in in, I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. Let me look it up. Here we go. Etrian Hmm. Odyssey pre-order bonus. Yeah, it was um, Joker and the girl from Soul Hackers 2. Oh, yeah. Demi yeah, Fiend true. and Teddy and then Nahobino and Igus. Oh, right. Yeah. True. Yeah. Which like Nahobino and Igus actually unironically banger combo. Like, let's like, let's keep it a stack. That that's is such not, a yeah, that's combo. not a lie. That's not and a then lie. Demi Fiend <laughs> and Teddy banger combo. All right. Like, let's. <laughs> <laughs> You want to make something better? Just add Teddy into it. Right, listen, listen. I love. I fucking love. That's that how you make something worse, bruh. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> Teddy is not fucking Morgana, bitch. Okay, like, fuck you. You're bruh. right. He's fucking worse at times, bruh. Fuck you. Like, that right. entire that entire section during um Rise's dungeon, bruh. Like, fucking kill uh, yourself. Teddy, I am bruh. gonna go berserk. Ah, that shit is hot. I, don't... <laughs> I can't believe you. 
I'm not gonna see you guys until I get stronger. Ah, ah. He's doing sit-ups. It's so hot in here. Oh, come on, bro. Listen, Teddy. All right, listen. Tell me, tell me right now that you would not rail Femboy Teddy. All right, listen. You're talking about human Teddy? Wood? Human Teddy. Wood. Human Teddy in the, in the in the in the girl outfit. All right. Wood. Wood. I did Wood. that. Like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Sup. Oh man, that's just really funny. God damn it. I gotta play episode <laughs> of Forget. No, but seriously though, uh P3 remake looks hot. That trailer looks good. The fact that it's on the Unreal Engine means it's gonna look even fucking better. Um yeah, just don't absolutely. change the music and the voice actors, and it'll be a fucking 10 out of 10. A great way for new people yeah. to experience Persona 3. Better than the fucking shitty ass port. Yep, better than uh better than playing Persona 3 Portable because for on some reason PS1. that game <laughs> is still fucking broken. Like I, I tried to put it I up the other day. I haven't touched it. And like it's 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 actually crazy. Like I don't know if it was a thing on PS5, but I remember that there was a very specific uh bug on PC where for some reason all the audio and cutscenes was compressed and it sounded worse than the original fucking yeah audio. that was on the switch too yeah i don't yeah, that, um, that is still a thing joe jo, like, listen that's an l on your part because if you are on pc playing persona 3 portable in a method that's not called ppsspp you're fucking stupid all right i mean it's for you shouldn't 3. be i'm gonna buy it man. it shouldn't be but like come on yeah. yeah, I have, to, have, I have to. to buy Persona Three shit, and right. you know, looking at the looking at the, you know, let's pull it up. Let's pull the Steam page up for for Persona Three Portable. Sure Last so time I saw it, it was mixed, but for some reason, it's actually sitting at eighty six very eighty six percent very positive, mm-hmm. which is way too high. No, no, no. This shit needs to be overwhelmingly negative. It needs to be like. Three percent positive, bro. Right. Why the fuck are y'all like actually enjoying this shit? Go, go play the original Fest or the original Portable game. You have a better experience that way. But go buy uh, the goddamn remake, the re-release of Persona Four Golden. Okay, because yeah, that is a that good re-release, a really good re-release. Yeah, it actually improves on the Vita version. No way. It improves on the fucking Vita, which improved, which improves on the Steam version, which improved on the Vita version, which improved on the PSU version. Literal peak. You can't miss. Listen up, folks. You cannot miss with anything Persona 4 related. All right. (laughs) Excuse me while I go wipe my ass with the Persona 4 toilet paper before using the Persona 4 (laughs) crayons in the Persona 4 coloring book. While I wear my Persona 4 PJs and brush my teeth with the Persona 4 toothpaste. And the Persona 4 toothpaste. With the Yudarakami toothpaste. Uh, and mouthwash. And the, the Risei Kuzikawa ma- mouthwash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did her having mouthwash would totally make sense, though, considering that she's like an idol or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, even though I dislike Risei, I still pop every time I see, every time I get her poster in Persona 5. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta have it, the Risei poster. Right gotta represent. Yeah. Yeah. Still pop for that. So, um, <laughs> In other Sega news, let's talk Sonic Superstars. Um, holy Dude. shit, 2D Sonic back again since Sonic Mania. Um, you love to see it. It's gonna have, I'm going to ignore Absolutely. the fact that Sonic Forces exists. But, like, come on now. <laughs> Sonic 2D Superstars. Like, it is quite literally the Kirby's Dreamland of Sonic games. 
Well, you know, when you put it like that. No, like yeah. literally, it's it's all the same shit. It is a classic style game with four player co-op, you know, like mm-hmm. in the in the original art style. Like, come on now. It's a uh, it's very, you know, a very obvious callback to the you know earlier games, which is awesome to see because, I mean, uh, like we haven't gotten a new 2D Sonic game since like Sonic the Hedgehog that released on iOS and the fucking Xbox 360. I think oh, that yeah, was the, the last one. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you know, definitely. Not counting, absolutely. Uh, Mania. Because Mania, absolutely. you know, Mania is just like fantastic. You it's know, a, in a league of its own. What is yeah. what is the what is the Sonic Master? I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't know what that is. I don't know what any <laughs> Sonic collections. I don't know what what are you talking about? <laughs> they don't exist. No 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 no. no I don't know that. about that. Um, what I do know though is that Sonic t- uh, Superstars looks like it's fucking incredible. Ew. Yeah, like from that trailer alone, I'm already convinced. Like yeah. you do not need to tell me anything more. You, you just. Wait, let me know when the game releases. I will be there. I will be there. That's not going to stop some fucking mouth breathing shitters from like complaining that it's $60. It's like, go fuck yourself. Of course. Wow. A new video game is $60. A new video game that is quite literally everything we as fans have been asking for is $60. Holy fucking shit. What a fucking surprise. I will be there no matter what. I'm showing up no matter what. All right. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Like it's literally not that hard. It is that simple. That it is literally everything we've been asking for, but in a Sonic game. Again, the Kirby's Dreamland of Sonic games. And tell me Kirby's Dreamland wasn't Pete because you're fucking wrong. You're you're lying. You, say <laughs> you would be lying, yes. You would be a fucking idiot. <laughs> no. Um the fact that it's uh, built to be co-op too is pretty exciting because pretty hype. You know, it's the only one in the entire like series that has you know like been built for co-op play, which is really exciting. Honestly, is it online co-op or is it just local? I I think it's uh, just local co-op because they didn't like mention anything about online and. Uh, looking at the box art and everything that was on there, it didn't mention online play. Unfortunately, but you know, I could be wrong, and I hope that I am wrong because that would be a sick okay. It will uh, not feature online experience. co-op, but it is four players local, which is cool. That is still awesome. I yeah. will be playing through that entire game with my little brother. All right, so that is what we will be doing. Yes, dude. Grab 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 everyone that you can to absolutely play this game. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a monumental moment in uh, in Sonic history because we we kind of we kind of need a win right now because you know you know you know we the sonic sonic 2 movie released and you know things that were going all right and then we got the sonic origins collection yeesh oh that uh sonic colors ultimate uh, uh, sonic frontiers uh, though, that was pretty good yeah i've heard that sonic frontiers is also pretty well i haven't played it myself yeah, just because mind. like you know, i mean i've got other shit to do like I'm avoiding it or anything, or like yeah. I'm I have like any ill will towards it. It's not like, high up on the priority list, Doug. Exactly. It's not high up on the list. Like yeah. I can like I can do do something better with my time than play a 3D Sonic game that isn't called Sonic Generations. Or Sonic Adventure <laughs> 2 <laughs> or Sonic Adventure 1 or Sonic Heroes or Sonic Unleashed or any Sonic game before 2012 because storybook games count too, you know. Mm-hmm. 
we are Sonic fans on this podcast. If you guys didn't know, like we, yeah, we, we, I did, I did not come on this podcast after watching Sonic Two and Fantasy Book the entire Sonic Cinematic Universe for no reason. <laughs> All right. I, I vividly remember that too. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> of course you do, dog. That was like a sick ass. I, I was, I was correct too. Like that was awesome. All right, sit here and Nothing tell me that my hurts. ideas for Sonic 3 featuring all the original Crush 40 music wouldn't go hard. Okay, come on up. Um, Nothing but facts here on this podcast. Nothing but facts. Let that nigga cook. <laughs> all right, but like uh, Sonic 2D, Sonic Superstars looks pretty good. But you know what else looks good is Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. All right. I I can't talk spoilers because I know you, I, you're you eventually going to play the Yakuza games, so I'm not going to say anything. But I appreciate you for doing that. I I am so intrigued to see if any classic characters return. That is all I'm concerned about. Well, I mean, also I saw the trailer and I want to know what these characters are about. I think the that girl that Kiryu is protecting, I uh, can't wait to simp over her. Um, <laughs> new Yakuza waifu unlocked. Uh, but other than that, there's going to be two gameplay styles. Uh, one called Agent, which is the one we saw in the trailer, and then, of course, the Yakuza style, which I'm pretty sure is just going to be Kiryu's classic style. Uh, I know which one I'm going to use and which one I'm going to use less. Uh, Agent style looks good, but, like, come on, bro. You're, you're, I, I get to use the, the the classic style again. Come on, bro. You know it. I don't be all over that nigga. <laughs> the dragon of Dojima have been gone for too long, baby. All right, let's... <laughs> um, but I, I'm very excited for it. And if... Uh, since Like a Dragon Gaiden is seemingly going to be its own IP that might replace Judgment, uh, I cannot uh, um, wait to see what other potential spinoff games we'll get. Fingers crossed for the Akiyama solo game. I'm manifesting it. I need it. I need it so bad. I need Shinoda from Yakuza 5 to return. I can't believe they let Mike Shinoda be playable in one Yakuza game and never again. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, Mike Shinoda. M. Shinoda. All right, listen. The DJ <laughs> from Lincoln Park was in Yakuza Five. His name was Shinoda. Shinoda. What, Mike Shinoda? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I am really excited for this game. I, I I'm not going to say much else. It's going to be releasing this year. I'm going to be playing it. It's probably going to be one of my favorite games this year because it's a Yakuza game and it's got Kiryu in it. And, you know, it's a new Yakuza game, and it's going to tie into the next one that's coming out next year. So, like, come on. Like a Dragon Ishin, even though it was really good, really came and went in the fan base. Like, niggas mm-hmm. begged for that game to come out for years, and then just, eh. So, I I mean, I, I was I liked it a lot. Uh, and it's probably going to be one of my favorite games that came out this year. But I'm still very excited for Gaiden, and I hope that we get more Gaiden games. Uh, in the future, that can explore characters who have not come back in a mainline entry yet. So, like, if we can get like a like a Gaiden game about like Tanimura from Yakuza Four because he hasn't come back yet, or about Shinada from Yakuza Five because he hasn't come back yet, or I know they had like a playable Date in Yakuza Kiwami, maybe we can get one about him. You know, uh, I don't know. Like, that'd be really interesting. Um, maybe we can get one that features like an, a brawler style game but with Ichiban that'd be interesting cuz he did have a, a, a like a fist like a a hand to hand move set in Yakuza like a dragon it was called um uh there it was called something but it was like a hand to hand move set you have to use it for the final boss it's really cool um but yeah i'm very excited for it so with with those we could we could transition to talking about summer games fest because those were all shown off at summer games fest so right. yeah 
let's talk about this in the order that's like actually cool. So, um, Joe, you know what game is never coming out? Don't don't do this say it. to me. Say don't, it so I don't have to. Don't fucking do say this. Say it to so me. I don't have to. No, no, no. Say it so I don't have to. Jack. <laughs> uh, actually, it's the remake of Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Uh, that game's never coming. Oh. Out. Um, never, <laughs> never coming out. That game will never see the light of day. Um, but you know what yeah, will see the light of day yeah. is Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. Oh my God! Let's talk about Prince of Fucking Persia, nigga. Let's talk about it. It's back, baby. What y'all niggas know it, about Prince of Persia, bro? It looks sick. Like uh, all the people that are shitting on it are just wrong. You're dumb. It's, it people. looks it looks fantastic. Like absolutely, I have I I don't know what there is to hate about what was shown off about that Prince of Persia game that was shown off. Uh, lost you know, a lost crown. There. Like I don't I don't I don't know what what there is to hate. Why why are you hating, bro? It looks good. It looks fun. It looks fast. It looks like exactly what you would expect from a good. Prince of Persia game. Everything Absolutely. is there. Like, come on. Like, yeah, like, just because Prince it's of not Persia a remake. Is back, nigga. It doesn't fucking matter, man. Like, it's got its own unique art style. It's a 2D game like the original Prince of Persia was. It looks mm-hmm. like it's got very fun combat and platforming. Like, what more could we as fans of Prince of Persia ask for, dog? Right. Like, genuinely. Exactly. I, I am so... Like, it's got parries, dude. Like, come on, bro. That's how you know. Every good game has a parry. Absolutely. Like, I <laughs> I am super fucking hyped for Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. I will be showing up no matter what, because, like, Prince of Persia as a franchise needs our support. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Yeah. Like, uh, if this game, uh, you know, to, if, this, if the day comes and the game comes out and it fails... This is probably all that we're going to see of Prince of Persia for another, for like, another 10 years. Decade. Yeah, Doug. Yeah. Because <laughs> we ain't seen that fucking remake. All right, listen. Uh, that remake is just dead in the water. Like, let, You let's will be never real. see Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. You will never see Beyond Good and Evil 2. You will never see Jack 4. Okay? <laughs> These are just realities that we have to accept. You will never see Jade again. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's evil, bro. <laughs> it is beyond good and evil. That's oh! uh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I want to play me. I can do it so bad. I want to play so bad. I'm only able to play beyond good evil HD on my Xbox, and it's really good. I want the sequel so bad. Come on, guys. What are you doing? Uh, I know, um, man. Yeah, but hey, at least Lost Crown looks good. Um, and yeah. then, of course, Mortal Kombat One. I was I was 1. set on the idea that that game was gonna be an L until I saw that trailer and saw the Johnny Cages in it. So hey, man, ten out of ten game, and it's got Jean Claude Van Damme in it. Come on, yeah, man. I was gonna say Andy's voice by Jean Claude Van Damme what as a special skin because he's still voiced by the original John, by the. Uh, by the new Johnny Cage voice actor in the trailer. Mm-hmm. They only said that he was going to show up as like a cameo version of a, or not as a cameo version, but like as like a, like a special deal, like a special different version of Johnny Cage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Hey, Johnny Cage is in it. So it's going to be a dub, but like, can she is back? Can she is cool. And like, you, like my little brother, Loki loves mortal Kombat. Like he played a lot of MK 11, uh, which is surprising because he doesn't really play that many fighting games instead of virtual fighter. Um, mm. But even he was hyped to see Kung Lao back, you know, 
and he looks cool, and he's got his MK11 st- uh, like uh, fighting style, which is cool. And then like the cameo fighters as a whole are really fucking cool. Like dog, MK is back, dog. Unfortunately for me, uh, it is a very trendy time to hate on Mortal Kombat for some reason. But MK1 looks cool, and all y'all niggas are just hating. Um, I'm gonna be <laughs> definitely buying that shit. All right, you or you can count on fucking that. All right, mm. that game looks sick. Streets have been saying that they may bring back uh, Onaga from Mortal Kombat Deception to be the villain. So that would be interesting. There were hints like, you know, towards cool. Onaga in MK11 as well, like uh, mm. in one of Kung. La- I think it's like an entrance, uh, like a excuse me, like an intro between Kung Lao and Raiden. But Kung Lao said that he was on a mission for Dimashi. And anyone who's played the MK Deception Conquest mode knows that Dimashi is Onaga. So, mm-hmm. and that Kung Lao is most likely was was most likely on a mission to collect the Kamidogu, which is how you resurrect Onaga. So, niggas, <laughs> niggas are niggas are eating good. All right these now. words are really fucking funny because, like, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I do not give a single fuck about the, the Mortal MP Kombat lore. I, I don't care. Like, like all the words that you're saying to me just sound really. Funny. Niggas are not like me, bro. Niggas, dude, niggas are like you're like. It seems like you're like a, like a gore over lore kind of guy. I'm like the lore over gore. I know the MK lore. MK lore is fucking stupid. All right, but like I was that's what I was I was about that shit when I was a kid, dog. So you know, I still yeah. know it. I still know it. You know, niggas yeah. don't know about Taven and Dagon, bro. Niggas don't know. How hard it popped me to see them niggas in the MKX endings for Kenshi and uh, Takeda. I was like, yo, they brought back the brothers, nigga. (laughs) So I'm I'm, I'm very excited for MK1. I'm super excited because like they show like if you've seen the trailer, then you see the the, the direction that the narrative's going in. It's changing a lot. Like, excuse me. um, Like like Melina's the queen now of what seems to be a Denia because of how beautiful it looks. And that's really cool. You know, um, mm-hmm. Liu Kang as a, as the actual God, you know, looks pretty cool. Johnny Cage being the current owner of uh, Kenshi's family blade. Sento she looks really cool. Um, the fact that Kenshi isn't blind in the trailer until like l- later when you see him in his, in his classic outfit. But like as of as of like the most of the story, he seems like he's gonna have his sight. We're gonna see him lose it. It's really cool. Um, the fact that we get to see Raiden as a student at the Shaolin Temple is really fucking cool. You know, mm-hmm. at the Wuxi yeah. Academy, dog. Like, come on, bro. I'm super excited. I really and the fact that we're getting characters like Striker as cameos is really cool. Like niggas, it's really funny to make fun of the fact that Striker says like he's gonna serve up some police brutality. That's pretty funny. But like. It is still kind of cool seeing him in his classic outfit run up with the MK9 taser. That's still pretty cool. Um, and, of course, we saw classic Sonya, classic Jax, and classic Kano, which I, I, I they're using the same face for Jax in this one. Uh, if you look at the model, it's the exact same face. It's just with a mustache instead of, like, a beard uh, and instead of clean shaven, which it still looks pretty cool. From 11? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure they're still using the same, like, I don't know if they're using the same face for Sonya or not. I have to look. But, I mean, I didn't have a problem with Ronda Rousey as Sonya Blade, so I don't really care. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm here for it. I'm going to support it. I will be there no matter what, dog. This game looks like a hit, (laughs) and it seems like they put a lot of time and effort into it. And I'm personally going to believe in the headcanon that somebody at NRS 
like played KOF 99 and was like, I think I got an idea for this next MK. <laughs> Guys, you won't believe this new revolutionary idea. Strikers. <laughs> like, 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 like the, like the character striker. No, like from KOF 99 dingus. <laughs> um, but yeah, this game looks good. And then do you have any other games from summer games fest besides the, the, the final one that I'm about to bring up? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that there's anything else that like. There are a lot of games that were shown off during the Summer Games Fest that I would personally, I I think I would play. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you had, um, oh god, what was that one? (laughs) The fucking the the game with that had a Pokemon with guns that looked so fucking absurd that I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. Um, I don't know, like I, I, I don't even remember the name of it, but it, I, I swear to God, like I thought that I, I, I thought that I was looking at Pokemon, like like that were ripped off and just put into a open world game with guns, and that game looks fucking wacky as fuck. I don't know if you saw that when you watched uh, like any, you know, a- any part of the Summer Game Fest stuff, mm-hmm. but um. Uh, you know, that game looks pretty, pretty interesting. Not that I will play it probably because like, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't actually care that much. I just think it's really fucking funny. Um, and you know, we can't, you know, we can't, uh, look at the summer games fest and not talk about final place, uh, final fantasy seven rebirth. That oh, yeah, looks that. fucking amazing. It looks yeah. fantastic. Um, the fact that it's going to be two discs is is really funny. That's actually awesome. really funny. That's yeah, like awesome. we're going back to the like return to tradition. Xbox three sixty. Fuck that. We're going back uh, to the PS one, nigga. That's what we're going PS- back to. Yeah. yeah. Return to tradition. Reject modernity. Embrace tradition, dog. Two discs <laughs> is a pop. That is incredible. Yes. Yeah. Like the fact that this game is going to be two discs. You thought that Final Fantasy VII remake was big, dude. This game is going to be probably double that if it has two Thank discs, bro. Nah, man. No, everyone. Everyone looks so good. I mean, Cloud looks great. You know, Aerith, Tifa, the, the usual suspects. Right. Oh, I mean, that's kind of you know, it's just the norm for him, isn't it? Like he's always looking yeah, hot he's and been sexy. Been a twink since day one. Tifa, uh, though, but Yuffie, though, let me listen, man. Dude, I, been, Yuffie is actually. I have like, liked Yuffie since I was a kid, so this 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 isn't creepy and weird. Okay, fuck off. I've liked Yuffie since I was like <laughs> nine years old. Okay, so hop off my cock. But like, I mean, Yuffie. of course, because you only have exceptional taste. Uh, of course, we're, we're only based on this podcast. <laughs> we literally do not miss on this show. We are Yuffie, Kisaragi, and Joyers, okay? Absolutely. Bro. We are Tifa, Lockhart, and jo- or at least I am, because, you know, you're a fucking weirdo. I like Aerith. She's cute. <laughs> I like Aerith. <laughs> no. I eat wallpaper. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I do, actually. And crayons, bitch. Yeah, yeah I could tell. Aerith <laughs> The oh, fact like that Elena movie. fucking looks like Tifa with a wig that was really funny. Yeah. Um, like they had all that time to you know come up with like a a redesign for Elena, and they just have Tifa with a fucking wig. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Cannot wait to and watch Cloud that, and Tifa have sex again. 
Not with Aerith. Not with Aerith there, man. Yeah. Then what's the point? What's the point of including it in the game? L. We're, we're, <laughs> I, I say that, but like they literally fucked in Final Fantasy VII. They had sex on the highway. Like it was very yeah. explicit that they had sex. Yeah. Thank God. Tifa was all like, "You didn't see that, did you, Barrett?" <laughs> um. Yeah, but Final Fantasy. Uh, I, I I just can't wait because. Yeah. You know, they kind of they showed off a lot, but also not really a lot. Like, obviously, we know that um, we know that this is you know only the second part of three, so there's still going to be some ground that they have to cover when this game closes out. But I just I'm excited. You know, everything in the trailer looks fantastic. I mean, the game looks the game looks fun. I mean. The continuation of uh, Final Fantasy VII to see uh, like where they went after the remake, what they're gonna do, because uh, you know it's pretty obvious from the first game that they're not gonna follow the source material like to a T. Yeah, they've taken some creative liberties, which I a lot of people complain about, but I actually don't mind. I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad to see it because Final Fantasy VII is a good game, but I can't admit that like. Some sections are just, they don't really make a lot of sense. Like um, that whole, f- any, I guess, any sequences where um, you have like the flashbacks um, and you're like taking control of Cloud and talking to Tifa. Like any of those segments just like really didn't make sense. And uh, like they didn't fit with the flow of the game. They kind of like disrupted gameplay, at least to me. Um, so they're going, they're going about their own, you know, business, doing it in different ways. I'm excited to see what they got, but, uh, yeah, that's like the only other game that I really cared about. So, you know, to, uh, transition into the last one, Adam, what is this, uh, last game that you are so excited to talk about? Marvel's motherfucking Spider-Man. Hell yeah, brother. Marvel's motherfucking Spider-Man. Let's talk about that Venom design bit that they got Dude. the fucking Mac Gargan Venom fucking logo. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about how it's coming out in October, nigga. <laughs> that suit selection looks like shit, though. Um, the suits they showed off all look like fucking garbage. Um, except for the one where Miles has, like, uh, the hair coming out of the front. That looks fucking hot. But every other suit looks like fucking dog shit. Not a single good suit aside from that one. Where is the sensational Spider-Man suit? Where is it? It's like the best Spider-Man suit ever. Where is it? Insomniac. Yeah, shit better be in Yeah, but like that's the best one ever. You know what you're talking about? I think so. Let me look it up. This one. It's this one. I got the picture right here on deck. Okay, okay. You You know I got that pic on deck, boy. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this one, one, the the, 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 the Ben Riley suit, the the one that's not the fucking Scarlet Spider one, the one from the nineties. Yeah. This one, mm-hmm. like best Spider Man suit of all time. Fucking fight me. Um, but like we, like I mean, I'm I'm going to be playing. I will be showing up no matter what. Like that's just how it is. Going to be buying that game. <laughs> going to be playing it. Going to enjoy it. Going to love it. Um, absolutely. I'm ready for it. So, other than that, that's like, um. Oh yeah, that's right. And the the the, the preview for Twisted Metal. Uh, did you see that, uh, dude? Mm. Mm. I will say this much: the visual design of Sweet Tooth is really cool. Samoa Joe looks great as Sweet Tooth. 
Uh, but the fact that Sweet Tooth is singing the thong song is kind of whack. Like, let's look. That, yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, but he looks cool as, as, as a Sweet Tooth, though. <laughs> he does. Let me does. see that thong. Like, bro, what the fuck is this doing here? <laughs> that thong, the thong, 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 bro. All right. If even David Jaffe didn't like it, you know. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I, I already wasn't uh, holding out hope for the show, and that it's not. This has done nothing to change my opinion. Yeah. So you know, it is a peacock show. Like, uh, you know, what to expect at that point. Yeah. And that's that's all I got. Yeah. Me too. That's uh, that's really it's like that's it. That's all I got too. But you know, like we can't sit here and act like you know what we did talk about wasn't good. I mean, no, of course, good. I could we could go back and sit here and talk about uh, like. Uh, you know, across the Spider Verse for another, another three hours. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I w- I won't torment you to that. I won't, I won't no, 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 no. I would I would do it too. That's the great part. <laughs> torment. Get the fuck out of here. But before we close out the show, I figured I'd run through the double or nothing card, give my general thoughts on what happened, because yes. you know um, it was pretty good. So the show opened up with the uh, Hardy Boys and Hook uh, versus. Uh, Ethan Page and the Ass Boys. Um, and it was a fun match. A lot of people thought that Jeff Hardy fucking like botched a spot or something when he like fell off the mid rope, but that was like uh completely intentional for him to like sell his injuries, you know. Mm-hmm. So thank God that nigga is not injured. Uh because st- niggas black people love Jeff Hardy, bro. All right, niggas love Jeff Hardy. Uh, <laughs> it's me. I'm niggas. Um <laughs> then to actually start off the show, we had the the fucking uh, black jack battle royal. Uh, which was fucking sick. All uh, four of the luchadors in that match, so I was Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, uh, Commander, and Bandito, they all teamed up for like a spot in the middle where Bandito did a 60-second suplex, which was fucking crazy. Um, but Orange Cassidy retained the title after that match and then retained again in the rematch on Dynamite um, this past week, which, okay, sure, whatever. I wish Swerve Strickland would have won all of those ma- all of these matches, but you know what? I guess I'll go fuck myself. That was a decent match. That was pretty fun. So you then had the unsanctioned match between Adam Cole and Chris Jericho, which uh, they hyped up Sabu for this match, and then Sabu came out and jumped through a table and then was gone, which was still really funny because <laughs> yeah, because Sabu's old as fuck. So him jumping through a table was still hilarious. That nigga climbed up to the top rope and jumped off without even hesitating. This was fucking funny. All right. It is actually really funny. <laughs> um, but I think the fact that this match was on the same show as the main event, the Anarchy in the Arena match, kind of held it back because there was no blood. Uh, and it also oh, ended yeah. in the doctor stoppage on a fucking unsanctioned match, which is fucking stupid. Um, Bruh. So that's like the only bad match of the show, though, is this is this match. Um, hmm. Then you had the tag team title match between FTR and then the total nonstop faction of Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. With special guest mm-hmm. referee Mark Briscoe, uh, can't believe that that uh, this match got hard carried by uh, Jeff Jarrett of all fucking people. Uh, I officially renounce uh, all of the hate comments, uh, except the fact that I don't. Uh, uh, but Jeff Jarrett is still pretty entertaining. <laughs> uh, he's still pretty good. Uh, fuck, fuck the TNA faction. I don't, I don't like those guys. 
uh, and I never fucking will. But they actually did pretty good in making this match like, excuse me, feel big, and getting the crowd into it, which which is still pretty cool. Um, <laughs> then you had the TNT title ladder match between Wardlow and Christian Cage for some fucking reason. And Wardlow did all of like the big spots in this match. He jumped off a fucking ladder through a table. He jumped onto a ladder and broke the fucking ladder. Like it was cool. It just, I still think though that it, and it was a really good match. Don't get me wrong. It was really fun, but it should not have been against Christian. It should have been against fucking Luchasaurus, which would have been way better. Uh, But still for what we got, it was still pretty fun. Uh, Wardlow retained, still holds the title to right to right to second, which is still pretty good. Uh, but still, I, it should have been against Luchasaurus. Then mm-hmm. we had the women's world title match, running back the full gear match of Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. A really fun match, um, but it wasn't as good as the full gear match because Jamie Hader, I believe, was actually like legitimately injured during this match, so they had her oh, go out just sucks. to just to do the job and 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 put uh, Tony Storm over just so that we didn't have to have another Thunder Rose situation where. We have to have an interim champion because the champion can't come in and work. We, we avoided that, you know, and the match was still fine. Um, but still, she was injured, so I can't really, like, give my thoughts on the match fairly because I'm not going to judge someone for, for uh, doing a match while they're hurt just to, you know, put the title down. So mm-hmm. next we had yeah. House of Black putting their trios titles up against the acclaimed and daddy ass. And this match was really good. Um, Anthony Bowens did an incredible job, like selling for like most of this match because he was like, uh, but in, in his team he was like legal for like a good majority of the match, and he is really good at working from underneath, working as a face. Uh, Daddy ass came in and a on a on a blazing hot tag that got ended really soon, and then he got pinned. Uh, it was this match wasn't as great as it could have been, but it was still kind of enjoyable because Anthony Bowens is working so hard to like you know, make the audience care, which of course they're going to care. It's the fucking acclaim. They're still like one of the hottest acts in the company, even if they're not as hot as they were when they were the tag team champs, you know, but it was still good. Um, And then of course we had what is in my moment, the for my money, one of the biggest uh, moments of the night, we had the TBS title match between Jade Cargill and Ty Valkyrie, which didn't go on too long. Ended very, ended very simply. But after the match, we saw the return of Chris Statlander, which I have literally been saying is going to happen at this pay-per-view for months. I've literally been and saying that since she was injured, that by the time she comes back, it'll be time for double or nothing. And she can take the TBS title away from Jade, which she did both of those things. So, <laughs> you know, I've literally been saying it. I've literally shit. been saying it. I am literally no. a fucking God. All right. I, I, I know about this <laughs> wrestling shit. All right. Don't fuck with me. Um, it was still pretty fun though. Uh, Chris Statlander came back. She was fucking like the fans love the fuck out of her, which of course they do. And she's defended her title on the past two episodes of dynamite in some pretty decent matches. So hell yeah. Um, then we have the first of the set of the two main events, the world title match, the four pillars, four way. This match was really fucking good. All right. Uh, everybody except for jungle boy got a special entrance. Sammy Guevara announced that he's having a fucking baby, which is cool. You think it's hard being gay? Try telling everybody that you're a fan of Spanish God Sammy Guevara and see how much respect <laughs> you get from the tolerant left. Um, but the match is still pretty good, though. 
uh, uh, Darby Allen came out dressed up as an Elvis impersonator, which is something that I called immediately as soon as I saw it, like the opening. Cause like there was like a skit where he beat up a guy with like an MJF mask while an Elvis impersonator was in the room. And I said to my little brother, Hey, what if, the, what if this guy comes out dressed like Elvis? And then he came out dressed like Elvis. It was really funny. Um, and then MJF came out. He got like a ladder, uh, like a like a not like a ladder, like a throne that descended down, which was really cool. Um, and the match was really good because again, every fucking person in this match is an incredible wrestler. Uh, but MJF retained though, even though I thought for a solid point that Sammy was going to win, which would have been fucking hype because MJF is champion, uh, kind of stinky, uh, but still, uh, it was still a good match. Smelly. Yeah, uh, every uh, like the only reason this man has a belt is, is man has the belt is so that he would resign. So he's not going to be dethroned until like the end of the fucking year, because they're just going to repeat the 2011 Money in the Bank CM Punk stuff where like he fake leaves the company and, you know, goes and does a bunch of stuff. So it is what it is. Um, but I'm just going to let it be. And then there's the main event, <laughs> the elite. Featuring Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. Versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson, Claudio, Moxley, and Yuta in an Anarchy in the Arena match. Now, considering just how wild last year's Anarchy in the Arena was, literally the T-Mobile Arena said, we do not want y'all doing all that crazy wild shit again. Tone it the fuck down, which is unfortunate because last year's uh, uh, version of this match was so fun. Um, but this match was still pretty good. Uh, one thing that was weird, though, is that the, 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 sing- the lead singer of the band that they got to play Wild Thing, which is John Moxley's entrance, wore this mask that kind of looked like blackface, but wasn't. It was just a blackface mask that covered mm-hmm. his entire face, uh, which is really in bad taste. Uh, but he got kicked in the face by the Young Bucks, which was cool. So I'll forgive it. Um, Worth at that point. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> match was sick. Um I, I really don't have anything else to say. This match was really good. If you if you're gonna watch anything from this match, you should watch this match because um, what is it? There was one part of this match where at the very end, right, Don Callis, who turned on Kenny Omega, came into the ring. All right, and he was he was joined by a man in a mask who revealed himself to be Takeshita. And I have been for the past like two weeks since this pay per view happened because we weren't able to talk about it because we missed last week. Uh, I've been like the number one Takeshita apologist. Okay, don't worry, King. You made the right decision. I support you no matter what, King. Okay, just because nobody else understands you doesn't mean you are wrong, King. Don't worry. I love you, and that's all that matters. <laughs> they will understand. You understand. You understand. All right. Yeah. What they love more than to see a hero succeed is to see a hero fail, fall, die trying. All right. In spite of everything you've done for them, eventually they will hate you. Okay, but I won't. I love you. All right. Uh, This match was really good. Uh, The ending twist was really fucking solid. The storyline that they're cooking up right now of Don Callis and Takeshita versus like Kenny Omega versus like what seems to be Okada. They dropped a hint of that in the dynamite after immediately after Forbidden Door. I mean, not after Forbidden Door, after Double or Nothing that he might face, you know, Okada at Forbidden Door, which he won't, obviously, because Okada is going to be facing Brian Danielson at Forbidden Door in the greatest fucking match of all time, bit. All right. Uh, but it was still pretty cool. wonder who Takeshi is going to be facing at that pay-per-view, though. That's it's really interesting. Um, but still, this this show is good. My thoughts are kind of scattered right now because we've been recording for two hours and 40 minutes. Uh, mm. But I still enjoyed it. Was it the was it better than Revolution? Uh, I don't think so. 
Revolution was all around a better show, but this show was still pretty good. Did it just about as well as Revolution did, though, despite the fact that uh, the Federales tried to counter-program it for some fucking reason. Uh, because they apparently still think of these guys as competition, which, I mean, of course they do, even though they will never admit to that publicly. Um, Yeah, it was a good show. I liked it. And with that, that's all I got. That's the podcast for the week. And damn, we, we put out a lot. Oh, gee. We put out a lot. We did a lot. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, had to had to make up for missing last week. Had to make up for and lost time, we and we fucking did. We, you know, I noticed did. our episodes recently have been trying to be longer, which, hey, that's fine by me, you know. Hey, yeah. More time I mean, to listen <laughs> to you tell me about shit that I cannot understand but love listening to your fucking voice while you tell me about it that I don't even mind. OMG, it's almost like I do the exact same thing to you. OMG, it's like, I don't understand like anything about wrestling, but like, I'm here for it. I'm here to listen and I want to, I want, I want more of it, bro. I need to know. Like, (laughs) that's how it is. Just like how I need to know about them FF14 updates. All right. (laughs) I can, I can barely understand what you're talking about, but I will still listen because I love listening to you talk about something that you are fucking passionate about. And I know the listeners love that shit too, which is why they're still listening right now. Holy shit. Thank you. Still here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. We love Uh, you. You know, without y'all, you know, we are not, wouldn't be here. Yeah, we would just be two buddies. That's all we would be. Mm -hmm. Now that you guys are here and that you guys support us every episode, I see the analytics. I see that you guys watch. We've got more followers than ever right now. You know, so Mm -hmm. thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for staying with us for the whole two hours, 40 minutes and change. Thank you. Yeah, genuinely. You guys appreciate this podcast. What it is, Joe, you make this podcast what it is. And without either of you guys without you joe without the listeners this podcast would be nothing i love each and every one of you even if you guys don't know it even if even if i'm so uh, um staunch in asking you guys not to like be like over overly parasocial with us i still do love you guys <laughs> every single one of you of if course, you want to show love to the course. podcast if you want to have something read out on the podcast Send us some fan mail at ajahfanmail at gmail.com. That is all one word, no caps, no nothing. A-J-A-H-F-A-N-M-A-I-L at G-M-A-I-L. I fucking misspelled that, Christ. I'm so sorry. G-M-A-I-L. G-M-A-I-L, not G-M-I-L. That's G-M-I-L, Christ. My brain is fried after two and a half hours. You understand, like, just... No, I totally get you. After talking for this long, like, uninterrupted... Like, it feels like my mind is like, dude, if you don't shut the fuck up right now, (laughs) I am tired of me. That tracks. But listen, email us at A-J-A-H-F-A-N-M-A-I-L at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Follow Joe on social media at K-A-Z-A. N-E-R-D-I. Follow me on social media at Y-V-N-G-D-E-N-D-E. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye.